0: In this week's episode, we're laying down the law. Disneyland law, that is. Get ready for big changes, because Disney is rolling out a bunch of new rules leading up to the opening of Galaxy's Edge. Join us on an incredible journey through smoke-colored glasses as we discuss everything from new stroller regulations to why you have to bag your ice now. It's a lot to digest. Speaking of digestion, there's a new popcorn bucket and sipper combo at the parks. Never mind, it's already sold out. Also, Jesse's Critters opens unexpectedly, Dumbo makes peanuts, the Eternals, and more on this foolish episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast.
1: What's going on?
0: Uh-oh! The apprentice lives.
2: What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring help me, Hardy Joe.
1: I never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs>
2: made you look. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey! Smoking's banned! Bye-bye! Yeah! (laughs) Adios. So, uh, 3 a.m. Yes. For some reason. At 3 a.m. last... What day was that? The 28th. When was that? When was the 28th? For uh, just, like, inauspiciously, I just happened to be on Twitter for some reason at 3 a.m. You weren't responding to my text. OC Disney started posting one after another, like, six posts. And I was like, first, smoking ban coming to Disneyland, Disneyland California Adventure, downtown Disney. And then, Disneyland Titan stroller size restrictions. Then, Disneyland set to open new parking st- structure garage. Then... Disneyland's bathroom pass will make hours-long lines. Then Disneyland will limit Galaxy's Edge access to hotel guests and theme park visitors. Then Disneyland won't loosen costume policy for Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge. Whoa! I was like, "What about the ice packs?" The hell is going? That wasn't even included in that because well, no, it was included in one of the one of the posts. I think the one about the strollers. But I was like, "Whoa! This is unexpected." Half of this stuff is stuff that, as we said on last week's podcast, as we both said on last week's podcast, it's stuff that 100% Disneyland doesn't normally announce. Now, technically, at this time, they hadn't announced it. They allowed the press to announce it, which is what we told you on last week's podcast is what they usually do. At that point. They let the press announce it, but... Then hours later, sometime what, in the morning? Uh, when normal people are up. When normal people are up, they announced that uh sometime in the morning, it was actually like 8 in the morning because they announced the parking structure at 8 in the morning, the uh, actual Disney Parks blog started posting things about it as well as uh, then other people started posting. And I was just like, boy, this is crazy, man. It's like, what is it just out of nowhere, first of all? then for the rumors to uh, uh, the two separate rumors to become a part of one big, huge, just dump of like, reality of reality. <laughs> and uh, just like, you know, what's going to lead to a lot of controversy and already has amongst debates. So let's just
0: uh, let's just dive right into yeah, the, let's just to dive the secondhand right in. smoke. Um, I don't know how to swim. Oh, um, so diving into the secondhand smoke. Yeah,
2: let's uh, start with, uh, is that where you you want to start with the smoking? Is that cool? Let's uh, start with the smoking ban. Now, uh, I've been saying for a while now that I knew that I even predicted quite a while ago, and you guys both know this, that uh, the two smoking sections inside the two parks, particularly the one in Disneyland because of its proximity to the entrance to Galaxy's Edge, I predicted that both of those would be closed before Galaxy's Edge
0: opened. Or at least
2: move, Or at least, no, no, no. I predicted Disneyland would be completely smoke-free by Galaxy's Edge. I predicted that uh, by next year, I think I said something about the DCA one. Uh, I've never even really had any optimism about them banning smoking in downtown Disney, much less the Esplanade. And that's why those two are the ones that come as the most shock.
0: Well now, I thought that they were gonna put I thought the only place that they have left to move the smoking area, there's two spots. One the
2: Well moving it wasn't even an option, so let's just not even talk about moving them because that I don't even think they I don't even think they would have done that.
0: Because I there's was, no I was of the there's opinion. nowhere to move them to. Well there's the there's the dock that goes really far back. But they use that. They used to use that. No, and they then, still do for uh, Mickey's Halloween party. Oh, well, they can always not have it be for that. But uh where the kids where the payphones used to be behind Buzz. You know I'm talking about kind of near the uh exit of You're
2: I mean across not behind Buzz. Don't say it like that. It's across from Matterhorn.
0: Well it's across it's also across from the Matterhorn, yeah. But the, there used to be bank of payphones there. Yeah, that's too close. Like,
2: that's too close to yeah, uh, Pixie uh to Pixie
0: Hollow. Yeah.
1: Anyways, moving on, I just wanna say that no one would have heard about this. If it wasn't for the press, because it was the Disney Parks blog posted it from the Disney mom's panel. Stupid thing that they have on the Disney, you know, those mom panel things that
2: give you suggestions of what to do. Yeah, they partner with them quite often. So
1: uh, I saw when you see something come from Disney mom's panel says Disney mom panel update. Know before you go tips for your next park visit. I'm not going to read that because I don't need a tip for my park visit. So if it wasn't for the press, people
2: wouldn't have read this. Well, and that's why it was such a surprise for that, you know, like I said, OC Disney, which is a uh, Twitter account that's run by the OC Register, which is, of course, the newspaper of Orange County. And it's specifically pre- they use the the OC Disney to, to run press releases for Disneyland, in case you guys didn't know that. The... Uh, they, like I said, they just dumped all these different posts, and it was like at three o'clock in the morning. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? And I'm surprised that you didn't even see that because I know they. it must have been one of the nights you went to bed early. No, uh,
1: actually, I got a, um, one of uh, my friends sent me a picture of the pictures. You know how they had the pictures of what you can't do and whatever? He sent me those, but from the hub. And I was like, oh, okay. So he started sending me all these, you know, all the pictures and stuff. So I was about to try to post it. And then another friend of mine started uh sending me screenshots
2: from that. What
0: time was that? Because I sent you at six eighteen in the morning, I sent you the no before you go, and that was from Disney.gov. I had already
2: known about it for three hours by the time you post told him.
0: I was playing Zelda during those hours.
1: <laughs> okay, this was at four in the morning. Okay. So uh, that one was sending me pictures, and then I already found out that the blog posted it already. So instead of me just posting those pictures, I just went ahead and uh, posted the Disney Parks blog because the one the other cast member told me, oh, yeah, Disney Parks blog just posted it. So like I said, I would have not read that because I did get the tweet from that, the notification that that po- post was made, but I'm like, I'm not going to read that. I don't care. But, yeah, so that was like both. Three thirty in the morning when all this stuff when I found out about it,
2: despite the fact that this is the press, they do have something wrong here. They say they, the the uh, they refer to the uh, DCA smoking area as being near the Silly Symphony swings. That is obviously incorrect. No, it's been moved over there. Oh, when did it get moved over there? Uh, probably about we'll three. See p- your time of getting moved and it already got moved.
1: It it got moved from um, Grizzly Playing Grizzly behind that that. Uh, Probably about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, it went over to. Basically, after uh, the. So they're gonna move it just to close it. Why not just close it then? Yeah, I mean, well,
0: the Philly Symphony swings are under refurb. Right. The whole area is so abandoned. Right.
1: So probably when the refurb started, that's when they. Uh... Okay,
2: so that's not wrong. Then that's just no. like uh, super outdated, inf- or it's not. It's just like something got changed, and then now it's getting changed again. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's not wrong, but uh, so that's gonna be closing. The one over there on the Big Thunder Trail is going to be closing, which, like I said, that one I knew would close before Galaxy's Edge, regardless. And uh, now, like I said, the surprising thing is that uh, not only will they be is uh, no smoking in the Esplanade, which is great is a good thing because but that's
0: technically just the area in between the two parks, Esplanade. Okay. Well, there's. To be clear. That's. That's the Esplanade, but where is the smoking area? Where will smoking be allowed? Because it's not allowed in downtown Disney either.
2: Okay, can I finish? Well, yeah.
0: Why well, wasn't there yet? Well, we're just having a conversation.
2: Okay, but you just like wasted like a minute of if you just let me keep talking. Twenty seconds. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> I was the Esplanade, which uh, you know well, I I expected it eventually, but like this is way sooner than I expected. But what I didn't, I never expected them to do downtown Disney. I I mean, maybe eventually, like in the 2020s sometime. But, you know, yeah, I mean, they're going all out. So, I mean, basically it's saying the only place you'll be able to smoke is near Harbor on the uh, east side. And then there says there will be designated smoking sections near the Disneyland Hotel the Grand Californian and the Paradise Pier Hotel. Now, uh, I don't know where those are particularly or unless those are ones that they're creating. I don't know where the Grand Californian one would be. It would have to be out front. Will you the cars come in? Will you? Yeah. Yeah, like <clears throat> near the, the valet or something. Right, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. <clears throat> Me too. There's it can't some be, areas like it off to the side. can't be like in the hotel because the, whole, the, whole, the hotel was already <clears throat> smoke-free,
0: right? Wow, they also have such big. Same thing for Disneyland Hotel; they have really big ballrooms there that they use for corporate functions. And to not have a pretty adjacent smoking area for those corporate people. What
1: about where you enter from downtown Disney? Oh, and then yeah. you know they have that courtyard. Yeah, maybe, maybe just saying, which is oh. close to the ballrooms. Right.
0: In addition, it's a event space too, so they might part. So maybe off to the side over there. Now, if any,
2: there. if any of these are going to be new areas that they're creating out of old areas that were smoking areas then uh we'll probably get details about those later on uh if if those three hotels already had a designated smoking area then you'll have to just assume that those will continue to be the designated smoking areas now uh just a note that uh and you're, we're going you're going to hear this uh this phrase a lot and I don't know if we've actually mentioned it before uh, I I've seen this term before but I don't know if we've mentioned it before, and that's Project Stardust. Yes, we did. And that's not Project Stardust in relation to Rogue One. No. Or the Death Star, or Jen or so or anything like that. This is uh, the Land initiative dubbed, that has been dubbed Project Stardust that seeks to relieve pedestrian, pedestrian pinch points throughout the park ahead of the massive crowds that are expected to descend on the galaxy's edge. Now, we may not have said Project Stardust before, but we have been talking about various initiatives and parts of project stardust for probably over six months now because starting with the removal of the planters in tomorrowland and uh other places around the park that have had planters moved they, uh, uh, the the ones are from the haunted mansion right uh the benches that have been removed in various places uh, other things that have been removed those are all part of Project Stardust that have been going on for probably at least a, maybe a year now that are just various things that have been all leading up to this now uh, more public face on Project Stardust, uh, starting with this uh, the smoking ban, which is going to basically limit... Uh, basically, the whole entire resort is smoke-free now, finally, mm-hmm. which is... Uh,
0: for the most part. Sure that each hotel, each hotel. No, because you have to go
2: outside of the security zone to smoke, which means that, as far as they're concerned, anything within the security zone is the resort. At least, as far as everything that they've led us to believe with their security measures. The Resort
0: also does include the hotels, but
2: well, that's the only going to be the only exception. You're
0: going to have to. You can't have security for the hotels. We just said that. Yeah. Well, Please. we
2: already talked about the smoking areas at the hotels, but the ho- hotels are outside of the security zone. So, okay. Well, within basically within the whole entire security zone, then let's put it that way not necessarily the resort, but within the security zone is now completely smoke free. And that's to me, that's unprecedented. I mean, th- this is coming from a guy who voluntarily in the 90s quit smoking at Disneyland because I felt that it was uh, disrespectful. And this is, you know, I used to be a heavy smoker. I smoked for almost 20 years, smoked cigarettes. And uh, like I said, in the 90s, you know, towards the beginning of my smoking, I mean, you remember, you mm-hmm. were probably there when I said, you know, I'm not going to smoke inside Disneyland anymore. Right. Uh, it's disrespectful to other people. And this is when it was just Disneyland. Was this that is, There was no D.C. at the time.
0: Was that, that when was you just, could still smoke in the queues? Oh,
2: no, that's where you could smoke everywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. Literally. Well, everywhere. I don't know about the queues, but. Took, that could, was the first thing to go. You yeah, that was the first thing to go. But no, I mean, you could still walk around the whole entire park smoking, and I made a conscious decision myself to not smoke inside the parks because I'm not a dick.
0: I smoked in the parks. Which I'm a brings dick, us, apparently. Apparently. Which
2: brings us to the, uh, but you smoked in smoking areas, I assume.
0: Well, before that, you know, it's just a matter of, like, taking the, the thought to blow your smoke up as opposed to just out, you know? I mean, little stuff. That doesn't do anything, though. And if you if you
2: admittedly kept smoking inside the park, knowing around people, then, yeah, you are a dick.
0: All right. I don't smoke anymore. <laughs> well, not then there very you know, go. Not in a long time. But. Well,
2: then you've uh, rectified that in another way, actual better way for your own health, as I did. Which brings us to, uh, do we want to save all the controversy for the end and talk about it all at once, or do we want to talk about it per item? Uh, Let's do it per item. Okay, because of course you know there are people out there who think they need to smoke. <laughs> because if they don't smoke, they're going to turn into some. They're going to start murdering babies or something. Because that a would a be the only. Smoker,
0: I am also a previous smoker, and I, I can play devil's advocate and say that in certain situations, you know, you've just had a meal or. No, that's uh, bullshit. Something you know, you're stressed out because of whatever. I mean, or just it's been a long time. No, you're weak. That's a cop out. It's a week.
2: I smoked for 20 years. I didn't. I could have easily have just waited until I got outside the park. Especially since up until now, up until the uh, when it starts, May 1st, you will be able to smoke in the Esplanade, and it's not that far of a walk to anywhere within either park to the Esplanade to smoke a cigarette. For right now, right for now, right now, to the Esplanade. But you know, if you. You know what? Like I said, as a smoker, I it's not it's a cop out. And if you need a cigarette that bad, then you have deeper issues than just smoking.
0: Well, anybody that's listening to this podcast knows how you feel about smokers. Uh, Nonetheless, and as a former smoker, I
2: could say what I want about smokers.
0: Sure, I'm just playing the other side.
2: Okay, like I said, if anybody has a problem with it, I don't agree. I don't
0: don't really care if they can smoke in the park or not anymore, but I understand the ugh, I need a cigarette.
2: I get it. So your uh I need a cigarette is more important than children's lives and children's health than other people's health. That's what, I think that's, that what the, a that's what all of these idiots the uh, that's what fun. all of these idiots on Twitter and Facebook and wherever else that are bitching and moaning about the smoking ban, that's what they're basically saying is that their need for a cigarette is more important than other people's health.
0: I don't agree with them. Not at all. I just understand it.
2: Well, I mean, at least I guess that's better than agreeing with them. But. I don't
0: agree with them. It's obviously you're, you're, but you're under, making the choice to smoke. And that's how a lot of understanding is, I need, it I is still a cop my, out. I read nobody one, needs. I read one with their, the lady was saying Disney ruined her uh, her four year old granddaughter's um, chance to go to Disneyland or Disney World or whatever, because, because her smoking
2: is more important than her four year old
0: because now she wouldn't be able to smoke. And I've tried quitting and I just can't. And. You know, basically anything other than I realize that I'm the smoker and I've made this decision and so on. No, no, no self-acceptance of your of you choosing to be the problem. You know, I never I'll just I'll say this
2: real fast and then we can be move on to the next thing. I, I was like I said, I smoked for 20 years. I was a one to two pack a day smoker. You know, I wasn't just some casual like, oh, I'm going to smoke with people. No, I was a serious smoker. I quit, told Turkey. I walked into... I smoked my last cigarette. What, what I walked into... The tur- what did you tell the turkey? I told it, you're cold. <laughs> I smoked my last cigarette. I walked into a a, a vape shop, shop. I bought a vape. And I never smoked a cigarette after that. And then I got super bored with having to refill the vape, and I just totally quit.
0: What about... Uh, how long did you do the vape for? Uh, months. Did it you wasn't step even, down it wasn't the even nicotine? A,
2: It wasn't even a whole year. No, I just got bored with it. Yeah. I just got bored of having to refill it. It was too much work. So I just totally was like, okay, well, I'm done with smoking. This isn't even the same. But I was able to cold turkey just like within minutes of just walking into the place and then walking out. I was able to just switch to the vape and then within months be totally off of it. So, I mean, you know, for people to say that, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Just quit being such a little bitch.
0: Well, I I did... I did a little bit differently. Uh, You know, for me... Everyone asked me, why don't you quit smoking, right? Everybody says, just quit, just quit. And my answer to them for a long time, I smoked for about 15 years, uh, it was that I will quit when I don't enjoy it anymore. I like smoking. I enjoy the act of smoking. I like how it feels. I like—I liked everything about it, except maybe stinking like smoke and having people say, oh, you stink like smoke. Uh, so in about nine years ago or so, or you know, 10 years ago now, I decided I didn't like it anymore. And I smoked for maybe a few more months after that, trying to figure out, you know, what, what's going to be the best way, easiest way. Cause I'm kind of a bitch. Like, I don't want to, uh, as far as like discomfort, I will admit I'm a bit of a bitch when it comes to discomfort. I don't want to do it the easiest way possible. So I got Chantix and then I took Chantix for three days and I realized, Oh shit. In four days, I'm going to actually have to stop smoking. <laughs> And I placed a rush order on these uh, nicotine-free cigarettes called Smoke Free. I remember the advertising. It says on the package they're made from the tender outer layer of the cocoa bean. So, but I just, I knew that I would need to have some sort of... You're a tender uh, outer
2: layer. I
0: am, though. Uh, I would need to have something to smoke on. And I switched little by little. uh, And I remember I kept a pack. You would have been
2: better off going just straight to the vape.
0: I... You know, I tried the vape and I didn't really like it. Nonetheless, I did the, I did the, uh, maybe two, three weeks, I did the, the smoke free cigarettes and I realized I just didn't get anything from it at one point. And I think it was for like six months afterwards, I walked around with the pack of cigarettes in my pocket, the like crushed up pack that had two cigarettes left. And it was my way of saying like I'm in control now. They're in my pocket and I can have one anytime I want, but I'm just choosing not to. And I, never picked up a cigarette or a lighter for probably five years.
2: So speaking of little
0: bitches, (laughs) (laughs) strollers. Literally.
2: Now, our dreams have not come true because they have not completely banned strollers. They've not even completely banned the uh, the double wides. Right. But what they have done is they have shrunk, according to, as Tim's... Tales
0: from the Disneyverse.
2: Said last week... Uh, almost exactly what they said. They have shrunk the size of the strollers from 36 by 52 to 31 by 52. Now, the by 52
0: is the part that I have the problem. I with. know
2: exactly because it's that's the width and the 31 is just the length. And it's like, well, it's the width that's the problem most of the time. But they will strictly in reinforcing a, the existing ban on push or pull or pull wagons. So that means no wagons period. I did see that there was a whole dialogue and controversy. I don't know where it ended up finally. We're going to have to look into that about the uh the keens that uh one keen actually tweeted at Disney and got a response that theirs were excluded from the ban, but then Somebody else tweeted out, no, that's incorrect, that they are included in the ban.
0: They're wagons.
2: So I don't know if that's been uh, ironed out or not. I saw a lot of discussion, I think, in your group about people who were contacting Keen about the whole uh, issue with the Keens, particularly. uh, If you don't know what a Keen is, then it doesn't apply
0: to you. Hmm. Uh, If you know what it is. To clarify, it's a giant wagon made of cloth. Yes, that's all you need to know. Don't need to talk anymore about it. Basically,
1: it's a uh, portable bed for. Lazy-ass kids. Yes.
0: I mean, they they did alter them where you can push and not just pull, and that's how people were getting around it. Because wagons have never been allowed. You you can't bring your radio flyer and pull it in, but what they did is they created a wagon. Well,
2: they're not the only ones. There were other push wagons. But but they 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 put a
0: push bar on it, and that's what made it go outside the rules. But these things are, I mean, they're too big in every direction.
2: Now my problem with it is, and I'm going to go straight into because there's not really much else. Uh, there's a couple other things, but uh, I just want to mention that uh, my problem is is that first of all, we we already know that security can't be trusted. Yeah. we have spoken ad nauseum about it. I've said the word ad nauseum about how ad nauseum we have spoken ad nauseum about how ad nauseum it is to speak about security. I'm getting I'm getting nauseated. Okay. But we know that security can't be trusted. So we know that there's going to be a lot of ruckuses going on at security because you're going to have the security people that aren't measuring to see that strollers are falling into the new uh, limits.
0: I guess what? they're going the to stroller's... let those people in and then somebody on the inside is going to say, I'm sorry, this is far over the limit. Or the ones around.
2: inside just aren't going to care. and They're going to be like, well, that's the problem of the security outside, which is more likely what's going to happen. Because then you're gonna, but then you're gonna get people coming in that are being allowed in one time, and then they're gonna get the security person, especially pa- a- pa- ass holders. You're gonna get the a- pass holes, the pass holes, the pass holes that come one time and are allowed in by one security because they didn't measure. But then you're gonna get, but they're gonna get stopped the next time by a security guy who does measure and finds out their stroller is under. Then they're gonna have controversy. Well, I got it. I did last time, and it was after May first. You guys should see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. face right now.
0: He's really triggered. Yeah, I should have taken a picture. We could have included it in the cover. No. Um, he, I mean, he's right. That's how what happens. Oh, well, this I, they let me in last time with it, and it's like, well, you know.
2: Well, that's the most likely thing that's going to start happening is that you're going to have security, like I said, which already does their job half-ass, anyways. Uh, there you will know, be, uh, there, I will, uh, I'm going to tease this now, there will be a smashing expose on things that, on security and things that security have allowed inside the parks at a later date. I'm just gathering info. Oh, smashing but, exposés. Uh, let's just say that, be afraid, be very afraid. I will say but, uh, that
0: more recently, they've been, I don't know if they're having some sort of contest for who can like find something in the smallest <laughs> pocket of somebody's stuff, but... They are relentless. Some of some of them don't. They go, eh, okay, go ahead, right? But then you've got that 30% of those security checkpoint guys. I mean, this, this one old dude the other day spent no less than four minutes going through Elizabeth's bag. And after going through the entire thing, taking out every little item, he was like, can you open that pocket for me? And it was like some little thing this big that holds... The Harvey's bags—they have this little thing that holds their little Harvey's cards. It's like, I mean, the small—it's like. Now two my question wide. too
2: is—is is who's going to have the measuring tape? Is it going to be the bag check, or are I they going to have the measuring tape? I think at that, this metal that detector? all security
1: uh, personnel will now be uh, supplied with measuring tapes.
2: Uh, now is that going to be because yeah, the more they buy, the they buy at one time, husky. the better deal. They now, get. now
1: th- they—I'm <laughs> not sure. It depends on who wins the bid, and I. Don't believe that guests are allowed to bring measuring tapes anyway in the park, so why do they get any?
0: (laughs) I don't see why they wouldn't be.
2: I don't even think we mentioned on the smoking thing. This all takes place May 1st. I kind of mentioned it, but I don't think we made it point. All of this stuff that we're mentioning that is now new rules, this all takes effect May the 1st, as in uh, a month from uh, this week. So uh, just be... Be prepared. The uh, another interesting thing that a lot, of, not a lot of people, I think, have even mentioned. I don't even think some people have mentioned it. Uh, Disneyland will be adding a twenty-one by thirty-inch Juvie Caboose two double stroller to its rental inventory. Do you need? Did to, you see that?
1: Did you? Do you have to get there early in the morning and get a pass to get in the caboose?
2: <laughs> You're I a don't caboose. Know, but <laughs> Thank you. So many people checking out that cabooses. Whoa! Whoa! So, did you see this about the about the strollers they're going to be adding to the inventory? No, is there a picture? No, there's no picture, but it's called a Juvie Caboose Two, and it is a double stroller, but it's only 21 by 38 inches, so it's not that big, but it's a double stroller, and uh, so, they'll so be. So they're
0: basically saying no one has an excuse for a 52 inch wide stroller if they can get it done in 36.
2: Yes. And then it also says they'll be working with vendors to develop a new tandem design for the parks. So this sounds like it's even just a temporary thing, Mm. and they're developing a brand-new stroller. Now, I don't know where they mentioned it, but we can go ahead and talk about the ice thing right now, and if anybody has any idea at all why, why, what is that?
0: Oh, that's the double. Is that the juvie? Oh, so it's a front-back double, not a side-to-side. Right. Okay. So it's 21 inches wide. Fifty inches this No, thirty eight. or thirty eight. Thirty one by thirty eight. Yeah, but the twenty one is side to side. The thirty-eight right. is this way because right. it's a it's a front back double. Right. Okay. Interesting.
2: So the uh, the aforementioned ice ban right. is on all loose and dry ice. Presumably unless it's already in a, in a cup drink. that you bought on Downtown Disney or in the other park, I assume? I mean, if you went I to I think uh, what's going on now. Because you already can't bring coolers in the park, so I don't understand what's the... See a, well, my, what I was
1: going to say is I think that now when you get your um, a drink, that the ice is going to come in a bag in your cup. <laughs> wow. No?
0: no? My, my question is, yeah, if you go to McDonald's or Jack in the Box before you go to the park and you've got a cup of ice with soda in it or something... Or even if it's just ice, is that the issue? Is like, it drinking do you, do ice? You have, or is it just ice in coolers? Do you have the article
2: that has the actual reference to the ice? Because I can't find it in any of the OC Disney ones. It says
0: dry ice, regular ice in that's loose. We recommend ice packs.
2: Right. They so they do allow. I know they are going to allow like the blue plastic, uh, like those gel ones that you put in the fridge and you have to, or in the freezer and you have to let it freeze. Or I assume, like, uh, you can get those, like, cardboard ones that come sometimes with, uh, with uh, some dry ice things.
1: It says beginning today.
2: Yeah, this uh, one's not May 1st. This is already right. oh,
0: So this is already in effect. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, if you plan to bring a cooler or cooler bag to store snacks and drinks for, uh, for the theme, theme park or water park adventures, it's important to know that loose ice and dry ice are no longer permitted. Uh, we recommend... You keep your item, items frosty with reusable ice packs instead. And it also says you can visit any quick service locations for a complimentary cup of ice.
2: But I thought coolers were already banned from the park years ago.
1: You can bring a cooler in, but then you have to put
2: it in the locker. Oh, so now you could bring a cooler in, but you can't have ice in it.
0: Well, and this also relates to water parks in Florida, too.
2: Right. Well, when he said water parks, I'm like, well, this has to be like 90% mostly for Florida. Maybe they've had incidents. Yeah. Maybe that this isn't necessarily so much for us, whereas we know the strollers. This applies to us. The smoking applies to us specifically. This is all the things that apply to us. But if this is like a a a, a all parks thing, this was an all parks thing. That's so what. then maybe it's something that happened at other parks, but they just. Doing I still
0: it. can't figure out what the. You know, Are people throwing ice and it just became like an issue? Like, are of... people
2: throwing ice on the
0: ground and just like in cartoons I mean, if and you everybody's had... going, whoa, 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 or whoa. Or you could freeze. I mean, technically, you could freeze anything into ice cubes.
1: But my, my the thing is, is it, let's say you bring your cooler in, in, in the park and uh, you go to the quick service thing and you get a couple of cups of ice and you throw in your cooler, what are they going to say you can't What's do the that? the difference?
0: Because no. I they're don't... complimentary. So here's the thing. if Let's say you go to Typhoon Lagoon and you freeze a bunch of cyanide or something into your ice into your liquid ice. I'm just trying to think of what their reasoning is, right? You freeze something that's toxic and then you pour that into the like wave pool. I mean, I'm trying to think of what reason would they have to ban it?
2: Well, well, if anybody knows anything that might have happened anywhere Email us, mousepire at gmail.com, and let us know. Otherwise, uh, it's just going to be a remaining mystery. But just know that as of now, no more ice or dry ice. Bring your ice packs.
1: So real quick on the loose ice, uh, it does say here on the blog from Disney that you can use a Ziploc bag and put your ice in that and bring it into the park, or the gallon size bags. you can use that, or you can even use the bags that uh, they give you in the hotel room when you put the bucket of ice you can use those bags and bring them into the park. So you can't have no
2: ice. ice; it just yeah. needs to be in something. It's not loose, right? So it needs to be in cup. something. In something. So
1: the, the, I think the thing is, it's because uh, one of the responses also from Disney said that uh, the new ice rule is meant to streamline the bag check and entry process. Ah. So basically, is they're they gonna pull to the bag pull out the bag and they out can look at it and make sure there's no be- no beard, down way down something like that. So that's probably what it's about.
2: Probably that's Sneaking a good point. In all right, so speaking of jerks, Disneyland being one. <laughs> because that brings us to the next thing. What kind of place, I'll repeat, what kind of theme park, What I'll repeat, what kind of stupid theme park,
0: the company in general,
2: sells costumes in the theme park and then says you're not going to be able to wear them? What? What is your problem? Are you stupid? What is your problem? Yeah. That's why we had to record early. <laughs> uh, the They have announced that they will not be relaxing their costume policy for the parks, despite the fact they will be having not one, not two, possibly not even three, maybe four different places inside of Galaxy's Edge that will be selling legit
0: Star Wars costumes
2: that you won't even be able to wear in the park.
0: Well, yeah, because then you're too on theme with the As opposed to
2: Universal, who obviously lately has been doing things better than Disneyland, starting with the aforementioned security that we have talked about many times. Ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. Universal sells Harry Potter robes, Harry Potter scarves, Harry Potter skirts, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, ties. Potter pants, Harry Potter uh, sweaters, Harry Potter hats, hats, Harry Potter underwear, Harry Potter everything. You get to dress up like a Hogwarts and you student. You can turn around and you can wear
0: every single bit of it inside of Universal Studios. Now this why is because
2: the... Universal
1: Studios is not a joke.
0: This is to the point where I, when I was in Florida a couple of years ago, I legit thought that people were characters in the park. And they were just like people that like to dress up and be, you know, Hogwarts students. I will say that's probably the reason Disney's not doing it is they don't want... Because
2: they're jerks.
0: That's their thought process, though, is they don't want people to be confused with cast members that aren't.
2: As opposed to Universal, who apparently doesn't
0: care. Yeah. Exactly. But that's their reasoning. Well, it's stupid.
2: Now, for... Guess under the age of thirteen,
0: but they can wear whatever they want. They
2: will be able to wear whatever they want. You will be able to buy them a Jedi or whatever costume, or whatever you want to get them a first order costume, and they can wear it because
0: because no one thirteen or under gets confused through a cast member. Apparently.
2: That's just a stupid excuse, though. I mean, none of the costumes that they're selling, with the exception of the ones that they have specifically sold, said that they're selling that are the same as the uniform in the park, which is really weird to be doing in to begin with. But the other store, the one that we've seen pictures of, none of the cast members are wearing anything remotely that looks like any of the stuff they're selling, whether it's the Jedi costumes, whether it's the Rey costume, whether it's any of the other stuff. None of that stuff resembles anything the cast members are wearing. So that is a stupid cop out.
0: Well, they will have performers like the Jedi uh, tri- the Jedi show. Still, it's still thing.
2: a stupid excuse. I'm not saying it's not stupid. Well, don't try to stick up for them. I'm then. not sticking Stop up. Stop being I'm the devil's the, advocate. I'm giving Just the other side it, of the argument. Well, quit doing that. Admit that, that it's stupid and let's move on. Of course it's stupid. Well, then there you go. You don't have to try to defend them.
0: Not defending them i just want people that they're listening to understand why they're doing what they're doing
2: no because you don't understand they
0: you don't know if that's why
2: they're doing it i'm sure they, they'll probably well, that's, come up that's with what a, they say they'll probably come up with uh some other stupid uh, excuse so yeah so that's a thing that uh oh their their reasoning is uh oh well, we currently sell stormtrooper helmets that you can't wear <laughs> that is actually mentioned in the oc disney articles Uh, that Disney does currently sell Stormtrooper helmets and other items that violate costume policy. So uh, the fact is, basically, it's basically a do as as you told, not
0: as... or Yeah, that. Do as we say, not as we do? Yes, that. Well, the Stormtrooper helmets aren't... You can bring them in the park. You just can't wear them. (laughs) Yes. So you can, like, carry one, or, like, you just can't have it cover your face.
2: All I gotta say is that this announcement is gonna bring out the best in the Disney bounders or my, or should I say the Star Wars bounders when it comes to the point, because uh, they're going to get super creative to get around the costume ban because you know they can't ban things that are just regular clothing. So you're just going to have to get super creative with your Disney bounding or slash Star Wars bounding. So uh, get on it, people. Start getting creative. Don't be lazy. Don't give in to stupid Disney.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So speaking of stupid Disney... <laughs> Or something actually not so stupid and kind of smart that we did mention once before. Uh, I don't remember. Where, where did this rumor come from originally? We talked about it last week or the week before about the bathroom pass. Who brought that oh, up? The, the, I, brought I did.
0: The, well, and it was the it was the Avatar bathroom pass that they no, actually No, I had.
1: said that there was going to be bathrooms inside of the queue lines. Yes, that was it. And a cast member will have to escort you.
2: Right. So that has now been uh, confirmed that they will have a bathroom pass. This, uh, obviously, specifically for the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run attraction, since it's the only one that's going to be open at the time. The bathroom pass will be available in the Smuggler's Run queue when the ride opens on May 31st, and then in the Rise of the Resistance queue when the other attraction opens later this year. Riders waiting in the queue for the Millennium Falcon flight simulator will be able to get a bathroom pass from a Disney employee. Uh, they should have known better, should should say Disney cast member, and rejoin their party at the Fast Pass merge location in the attraction. So I'm assuming that uh, this is only going to be before you get to the merge. If it happens after the merge...
0: Then everyone's on their own. It's not teams anymore.
2: You're on your own. Well, no, you're (laughs) on your own and don't beat your pants.
0: So, uh, Well, they're probably thinking that the Fast Pass merge location is where you're less than an hour. And anybody should be able, I mean, I can't, but anybody else should be able to hold their pee for an hour, right? But prior to that, it could be who knows how many hours.
2: Uh, and then they mentioned that they recently debuted, as mentioned, the Q reentry pass on Flight of Passage in Pandora in Florida. Uh, it says uh, visitors only need to locate a Disney employee and they will receive a lanyard with the queue re-entry pass attached. Uh, The passes are good for individual riders or parents with children who can't endure the wait and don't want to lose their spot in line. Relieved riders... (laughs) Oh, I get it. (laughs) They will re-enter the queue through the fast pass line and wait in a holding area for the rest of their party, which must continue to wait in the standby line. So, A... You'll get to go you uh you go do your business this is obviously before, way before you get to the fast pass join point, which is usually closer to the front the you will leave go to the bathroom come back with your pass go to the fast pass entrance, then you will go to like an area where you wait and you hope that you weren't doing too much number two and that you missed your party going by otherwise you're screwed
0: i mean this could work well also for people that are having trouble standing. I know that that's what the DOS systems for, but if your party's in the line and you use the bathroom pass, then you go to do the reentry at the fast pass location. And if they have like at the universal parks, a little bench off to the side in their, in their handicap waiting zone in that area, then you can just sit there and wait the three hours or four hours for your people to show up.
2: Uh, It's interesting that they uh, mentioned this is the first we've heard of this as well. That uh, to keep visitors entertained, fed, and hydrated, Disneyland plans to offer atmosphere talent. The we already knew about the mobile app games, but also snack vending options for those waiting in line for Smuggler's Run. So not only will there be stuff going on atmosphere wise, and it mentions talent, so there might even be like people like mini shows, uh, mini shows like inside the queue or something, but some vending options. Which well, they is do that for Radiator so. Springs Racers. They sell popcorn. So, uh, I think this is going to be a little bit fancier than uh, that, you would assume, mentioned, since it's snack vending. But I don't think there's just going to be a, a Star Wars vending machine on the wall. But uh will no, have to see what that specifically means. They
0: sell boxes of popcorn it's in racers. Well, I doubt that
2: that's what they're going to be selling in Star Wars. No,
0: probably something that's a little bit more Star themed. Wars related, yeah, hope, yeah, you would hope. Like Resistance... Frame broiled peanuts or something. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, I want some peanuts. Yeah, peanuts oh, I got peanut M Ms right here. Oh. You bastard! <laughs> so uh, now,
2: before you could even uh, get into the queue for Smuggler's Run, and possibly have to go to the bathroom, you actually have to get into Galaxy's Edge. Uh, so that brings us to the the more new information that we have about the reservations uh, about the reservation slash soft opening uh, period. Uh, it says they are restricting asset, access. They are, they are, Disneyland is going they're to They're going to
0: restrict the number of asses in yes, Galaxy's they're Edge. They're definitely going to restrict
2: the number of asses. Disneyland will be restricting access to Galaxy's Edge during the soft opening period to guest staying at the three Disneyland hotels and a limited number of theme park visitors with reservations to the highly anticipated new themed land. No standby visitors will be permitted to enter Galaxy's Edge between May 31st and June 23rd. Uh, This is all stuff that we've basically said already, just in some words that are a little bit different uh, that might imply that uh, something I implied before that I would say that, well no, not only that, but uh, it implies that a majority of what the reservations for this period are going to be are going to be the hotel because it says limited number of theme park visitors. So that seems to make it sound like that like three quarters of the people allowed are in are going to be uh, hotel visitors and then maybe a quarter are going to be just people coming to the park.
0: I mean, you have to you have to figure out first what's the capacity of the land. You know, let's say that they can fit 10,000 people a day into, into Galaxy's Edge. Then how many people does the hotels hold? So you've got how many, you know, how many rooms do they have? Like twelve hundred hotel rooms, times probably an average of three people per room, so that's, you know, thirty six hundred, and whatever that limited number is, what's left, you know, it may not be smaller than the hotels, or it may not be bigger. We don't know. Depends on capacities, basically.
2: Now to confirm something, obviously that uh, Tim was mentioning a possibility of the standby line. Obviously, this puts a, a kibosh on that idea one hundred percent. Not to say that if they don't end up with some not crowded areas that they might let people in, you never know. Well, that's what I was just thinking. Officially, officially, they're saying uh, that, and they're probably not even going to let anybody try and line up for one, for an unofficial standby line. Uh, They're uh, officially no standby access. We don't want guests coming to the park thinking, I don't have a reservation. Maybe I'll just get to the queue and I'll be able to get in. No. It's going to be limited solely to those guests that have reservations. Now, on the hotel, just to reiterate as it does the each hotel, each registered guest staying at the Disneyland Hotel, Grand Californian, or Paradise Pier during the initial 24-day window will receive one reservation to Galaxy's Edge. A limited number of theme park visitors not staying in one of the three hotels will be able to make reservations for Galaxy's Edge. Once again using the word limited number. Disneyland has not yet released the details on how the reservation system will work. Uh, your reservation will provide access to Galaxy's Edge and the Smuggler's Run attraction. Disneyland, now There's something that hasn't been mentioned before. Disneyland will really restrict the amount of time visitors can spend in the new 14-acre themed land. Now, that's something that hasn't been mentioned before, It is something that we know that they did kind of for uh, cast members and I believe APs for Pandora. When Pandora opened in Florida, they had windows that they had they could go. Uh, This is the only thing where I think it might increase the amount of guests that will be allowed in each day during the period. But then... It, we we don't know how many guests are in the hotels. If, the, if all three hotels are sold out, what's the capacity of all three hotels? Quick, find out. It's about 12. Look it up. Rooms. You like looking up shit. Look it up. Find out what the capacity of all three hotels is. Or just how many rooms. Just per, assume one. Just go with the low number, one person per room. How many rooms are in all three hotels combined? And then I'll tell you how many people per day just from the hotels will be Presumably going to Galaxy's Edge because we all know we know now that particularly the first day, all three hotels are sold out.
0: Said, uh, the Disneyland Hotel has 990 rooms. I said add them up. I understand. I'm telling you the answer to all your. So the Grand Californian, 1019, 481 at Paradise Pier, and 990 at the Disneyland Hotel. So basically, 2,500. So 2,500 rooms, average of probably three people per room.
2: That's 7,000. So we're already near your, we're already three quarters to your, what you said, 10,000. There you go. So then uh, another quarter. However, however, a so, lot of
0: those people are going to have two, three, and four day trips. So, And they're only allowed a reservation one, one of the days on their trip. So yeah. some some of them might have seven days well, oh no, but you can't whatever.
2: look at it just as a one day thing. You have to look at it continuously over the twenty four day
0: period right, so over twenty four days, it's probably an average of plus set, if seven, you want uh, plus going by
2: your reasoning, if you look at it that way. Anybody who has reservations the first day on on May thirty first, they're all going on May thirty first.
0: Well, right, and that's probably a lot of those on the very first day. There'll be very few of the other, and that's why they're not telling you how many. Right, they're not saying how many because the hotel reservations are gonna. Well, but they couldn't because of the fluctuation of how many people in the rooms have access on any particular day. So it might be seven thousand people a day, or it might only be two thousand people a day that they're allowing for. Reservations
2: Now another interesting thing that it does mentioned and I don't know if you had seen this if it was in some of the other information it says Disney will allow an overnight lineups for the May 31st grand opening and the June 24th post reservation date so you will have lineups not only the night before the May 31st opening which is what a, Mon- a Friday or a Monday or whatever it is Friday. and then the June 24th post reservation date which is Ju- the Monday so uh, that Sunday night, they will, they will be allowing overnight lineups. They will be handled similar to the queues that were formed for the 50th and 60th, and presumably also the Cars Land opening, if that was handled very similarly. Now, I don't remember queues for the but 60th because we people... didn't show up that early. But right. if
0: they're not allowing walk-ups, then why are people are going to be waiting?
2: Those are the
1: people
0: with the reservations. Oh, with people the, with the reservations. reservations. Gotcha.
2: And then the people lining up for the 24th will be... Well, that's, yeah. that's the day that's going to
0: be way crazier. Um, so two things. One, the amount of time they're giving people, they're going to have to relate that to how long the queue is for the individual attraction. But it would make sense. Let's say Diggs and I get a reservation for two people, and we go and they say, okay, you've got four hours. Realistically, we've got... Three hours and 45 minutes to walk around, check everything out, buy and eat and do whatever, and then 15 minutes to get in line, pretty much. Because once you're in the line, it doesn't matter how long it's for. Wouldn't you say, Diggs? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, just you just go get in the line right at the very I just want to
1: know how they're going to kick you out.
0: Well, you're going to have some sort of wristband or whatever. That's going to shock you at your time? No, it's your time. Yeah, they're going to let everybody in at uh, this time period, is going to go in.
2: I mean, that's only going to be during the reservation period. Well, yeah, I I still want to know how they're going to do that. Yeah, I mean, they're probably, they can't. I still think they're going to do that. I mean, it's probably going to say it on your wristband what your time period is, and they might have security actually. I don't know. No, they just won't let
0: you get in. Hopefully, they
2: have stormtroopers walking around wristband, wristband. Mm -hmm.
0: You can't, you won't be able Mm -hmm. to get on a ride. You won't be able to buy anything or do anything that involves interacting with a cast member. You Mm. won't be able to cross between certain areas. You won't be able to cross into different sections of the land. (laughs) Well,
2: I mean, that's just something we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, uh, once again, no reservations will be needed to enter starting June 24th. Disneyland is developing a virtual queue system for Galaxy's Edge that will allow visitors to wander around Disneyland while waiting to enter the new Star Wars land. So... The digital system will issue a boarding pass that will provide visitors access to Galaxy's Edge. Boarding pass groups will be permitted to enter Galaxy's Edge as the land empties rather than at specified times. So this is how things will be going after June 24th. This is all new information. Uh, So basically, you will have to use your app. You will uh, basically apply for a time, I guess, for Galaxy's Edge, depending on when you get there. They will assign you a time. Or no, they're not going to assign you a time. You just apply. And then as people empty, they will basically notify you like as if you're waiting for a reservation at a restaurant where you have your little v- vibrating thing that lights up red. Uh, they will basically vibrate you and let you know when there is an opening to come to Galaxy's Edge
0: once people leave. You they're think not... they're going to have little vibrating things?
2: It's called your phone.
0: Oh. All
1: right.
2: It's probably going to be similar to... Uh placing a mobile order basically because uh that the whole point is is that instead of having starting on june 24th instead of having time blocks you just they'll call you they'll call people randomly probably based on when you entered the system and then once people leave they'll they'll page people to come and they, that they can yeah, come it in could now. be a a texting thing. Right, exactly. Yeah, there you go. And then uh also beginning June June twenty fourth to go along with there will no longer be a restriction on how long you can stay in Galaxy's Edge. So once you're you've been paged or text that it's time to come into Galaxy's Edge, you don't have to leave at any particular time. You but you should probably stay in there for as long as you want. Right. Otherwise you can't get in with probably with uh, without using the virtual queue again while entry to the galaxy's edge will be controlled visitors will be able to leave through any of the lands three entry points which finally answers the question of whether they'll be using all three for entries and exits which well, seems all three, likely all
0: three have to be exits for fire department well, purposes, i know that but they're probably I... only letting them in one probably
2: well no because it says lands three entry points i originally thought that they would maybe use the middle in the middle opening as an exit only?
0: Read it very specifically. It says you will be able to exit through any of the land's three entry points, not that you can enter through any of the three entry points. You just read it. That's what you said. But
2: it wouldn't be called an entry point if you couldn't enter
0: through there. It would be well, it's an entry there. point, but they may not be, in the beginning, they may not be using it all three to enter. They may be entering only in one, but y- you can exit through any of the Probably three Probably
2: only points. during the reservation period. Most likely. But I'm talking about after that. so for I'm referring on... after June 24th. And once again, we still don't know when the uh, reservations are going to be uh, up. Uh, I know this guy over here probably has his uh, notifications on for everything, just I'm, waiting for that I'm, moment. I'm going to say it's probably... It's going to happen
1: while you're asleep. That's no, all I No, no, no. Because if <laughs> if it's, it's going to happen the day I think it's going to happen, I'm going to have my alarm set, and I think it's going to be... During the galaxy Day's panel it's over celebration
2: I would attend to agree with you yeah it doesn't would make sense
1: that okay I, th- I think actually it's eleven o'clock their it time
2: would be central so Chicago it's, would be central. it's
1: two hours so it's I believe it's eleven o'clock their time and um so yeah, I will be up at eight. Around there, whatever time that
2: is. It seemed awfully weird if Eastern went D- all the way there. Diggs that.
0: and I have a, have a. we're going to do Galaxy's Edge pack. Yes, later. yes. So that way neither of us, whichever one of us is able to get whatever reservation they have. Because I'm a, they're not going to do single people reservations. It's either no. going to be in pairs or by party up to a certain number of people.
2: What they're probably going to do is something similar to what they're doing for the panel uh, lottery for Star Wars Celebration maybe. They might even use that as an inspiration. Uh, what they're doing is they have what's called group codes, where you generate a code. One person generates a group code and then shares it with other people who want to be in the same group. And you guys put in that code when you register, and that's how that's how they're doing the the that's how they're doing the panel lottery for Star Wars Celebration.
1: All right, so that uh, the Galaxy's Edge uh, uh, panel is on Saturday, April thirteenth at eleven a.m. their time. So that's, uh, what, nine here? I will be up and just waiting for some type of notifications coming out. Well,
0: because they'll probably do that. They're in the in the panel, and at the very end, go, the reservations are live, and then they'll let you go right on your, you know.
2: Yeah, uh, I think it's more likely that it would be at the end of the panel. Right. Now, the problem is, is that uh, people who are there... Would be super pissed off if that's what happens. Let's just True. put it that way. True. Because they're gonna be there and they're gonna be walking out of a panel, and you can't be on your phone trying to do your reservation while you're walking out of a panel. So that's the only reason that's the only reason why I would argue that your way of thinking would be flawed. Otherwise, I would tend to agree with you, but that's the only thing that I might think. They might do it later that day. But Whatever it is that happens, I think that we're going to get a notice. I don't think it's going to be one of those things where... Okay, right now, I don't know. I really don't know. It's really hard to say. I mean, they, they're they kind of inconsistent of what they do. So we'll have to wait Very and see. Uh, speaking of inconsistency, uh, we the final bit of news that was dropped at 3 a.m. on the 28th to go along with everything else we talked about and to wrap up this whole segment is that uh, apparently the new parking structure is ahead of schedule. I don't know how they figured that June-July opening is ahead of schedule. To me, ahead of schedule would be before Galaxy's Edge even opened. Definitely. They should have planned but, it to
0: be done before Galaxy's Edge opened. Well, that's not their fault.
2: They meant for the Pinocchio, or they meant for the Pumbaa parking lot to be open by the time Galaxy's Edge. That whole debacle put them behind. So they probably got this parking structure... Uh, finished like in some sort of record time and it's probably still going to get done in some sort of record time you know what
0: I'm going disagree, to but... disagree with what record time means anymore because if you're Disney and you have the money to put behind it I mean just like you know if they can do extreme makeover home edition and build nice ass houses in a matter of seven days then Disney could have built that structure in seven months if they, if they put the money and the work behind it hired enough people etc the fact that they cheaped out a, a, even a little bit by not getting it done before the land open, it's just, just budgets rule all, I guess.
2: Yeah, so right now they're looking at a uh, late May, or I mean late June, right, early July opening. I heard, I
0: heard by the end of July, if not sooner. Well, uh, J- late
2: June, early July falls into what you just said. That's uh, what they um, now uh <laughs> Uh, One thing interesting is that uh, they've decided to freaking double down on Pixar and the parking structure will be called the Pixar Pals parking structure because instead of picking a bunch of other characters that don't get any kind of uh, recognition around the parks, we're going to pick the thing that uh, has been getting nothing but recognition around the parks, especially in DCA, and that's Pixar Pals. So uh, we now know that the... uh, Oh, I don't have that. Does somebody have the, the breakdown of the levels?
1: Yes, level one will be Incredibles, level two will be Coco, three is Cars, four is Monsters Inc., five is Finding Nemo, not Dory, and level six is Inside
2: Out. Now, a couple of interesting things that uh, show up when you look at that, you see that I believe it's level two shows Downtown Disney access walkways walkway access on level two now of course uh if you guys have been listening you would know that that reference is the pedestrian bridge that we have told you that will be going across uh the street on the uh, south side of that parking structure will be crossing the street to connect to downtown disney and uh that is expected to open it says mid-september So, I assume that when the parking structure opens, that access will not be available. Right. But then by mid September, when that's done, it will be available. Now, uh, it does. Now, that will be 6,500 parking spaces. And as I said, that will open late June to late July. Says months ahead of the the they uh, they keep saying it was scheduled to open in September. Where did we ever see that that parking structure was scheduled for September? I've never seen that. So that's why I'm like, how could they say it's ahead of schedule for September when we literally never saw September? But whatevs. Uh, something also interesting there is reference to a, an additional two thousand one hundred fifty parking spaces in Toy Story that will be opening in late by late June. You will have to interestingly there will be a security bag check at Toy Story yeah. now That's interesting. And that you will do that before boarding the buses. So does that mean that the new checkpoint that they just built
0: that's for walk-ups. That's for people walking into the resort. Okay, but people who have already okay. been through this. Let but... me
1: let me just get to this. We we'll, we need to hurry up. So basically uh you going the uh, K-lot's going to be gone. Well, yeah, for, I, I haven't got there yet. Yeah, no, but we, I know, but we—I just want to hurry up. k Kayla's going to be gone for employee or for cast member. It's going to be called Bullseye. Yes, and they're going to have the new uh, parking area over there. You're going to go into a bag check before you get on the bus. Uh, of course, head over to the parks. I'm guessing one side of the new area—it's going like—they're going to have to block it off. Yeah, maybe there will just be one side for drop-offs. Will probably be on the uh, south side, far left. Yeah. That would be the drop-off. Where so, you
0: usually
2: get on.
1: Right. And then maybe they'll... Bring the line on this side.
2: That's the only thing that they yeah. really can do because, I mean, they can't. It, it would be weird if they're going to have you bag check over there and then still have to obviously go through some security still, but then you still have to have the walk, people walking
0: yeah, so up base, from Harbor. Basically so basically,
1: the, the checkpoints on the, right, the left side are going to be open for bus drop off and they just walk into the park. Right. And but then, then
0: the uh, other buses that drop off, the art buses that's not, that do That's not the same. No, I'm saying it. Th- those buses are like walk-up. They're coming from all the other neighbor hotels. That goes
2: without saying. Uh, And then also, the additional toll lanes and parking spaces at the two garages will increase capacity by 50%. Uh, They will add 16 parking toll lanes, 33 security bag check lanes and electronic parking sensors in both structures. And then uh, uh, they're hoping obviously that never again will they have to redirect from Uh, Mickey and Friends slash Pixar 2 Toy Story that uh, basically you're either doing one or the other. They shouldn't have to do any redirects once these all open. All right, man, that was a lot. A lot of stuff. That was a lot of stuff. To all the haters out there, too bad. Go smoke your cancer sticks someplace away from children. All right, so a
1: uh, we got uh, some news about Extravaganza 2019.
0: Extravaganza,
1: yeah, it's coming back to you're D- an egg. <laughs> it's coming back to the Disneyland Resort, and it's gonna start this Friday, April 5th, through April 21st. And uh, nothing really much to say. Just uh, the map is uh, 6.99 plus tax. Usually, they always say there's no discounts for APs, but they've been giving discounts for APs the last two years. And, of course, you can go to uh, the Disney Showcase in Disneyland or Elias and Company in um, California Adventure and, of course, the World of Disney in Downtown Disney to get your maps and your eggs. They got some cool-looking eggs this year. They have a Maleficent egg. Dumbo egg. Dumbo. And uh, the Mickey and Minnie look a little different this year little darker so yeah you can go and of course do your egg hunt and of course you don't always rant about how when you're trying to do your egg hunt and you got people spoiling it for you when you're looking for the eggs and stuff like that but anyway uh yeah you can go and get your maps get your stickers and look for the eggs all over the resorts of course you have to buy the three different maps for the three different areas i actually will be doing this on friday april 5th i'm going to be heading out to the parks i was going to Try to join uh, Dan and uh, his kids on Friday. We th- talked about going there and doing it. He said that he had something going on that he forgot about that he has to go to. So I'll be doing it on Friday, and um, we'll see how that goes just for fun. I like doing the egg hunt. That was probably one of my favorite things to do. I didn't do the, what was it, Valentine's Day one? or
0: I didn't even see the Valentine's. Day.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't even care about that one. But this one, I think it's more fun to find these ones. So yeah, it starts on Friday, April fifth, and like I said, going through April twenty first. Six ninety nine plus tax for your map and stickers. Hey, guess what? Jesse Scritters opened up. It did. It's open and it's not even April. So my question for yet. you is
0: that was that your photo with the strollers, or was that a photo that you? Grabbed? No, that was my photo. Yeah, I would have moved the strollers. <laughs> now, I, so I, diggs, diggs took a really good picture of it was real I mean, I, I applaud you it was a fantastic photograph but there's these like three strollers <laughs> that people left behind in the picture it was
1: right there in front of the the, the marquee with Jesse and the signage for the new attraction of course we're talking about over at Pixar Pier it opened uh, ahead of schedule cause it was supposed to open sometime in April and it wasn't even April yet and they had the soft opening yeah and then all of a sudden it's just open no fanfare or anything and people were already writing it. I went over there to check it out, took some pictures, video. And, uh, so it's open. If you guys want to go over there and went in that long line, I don't know why you would, but I Hey, mean, it's you
0: know, just a carousel. Yeah.
1: That's what, that's the thing. Cause I, I saw uh, Jeff there and Jeff's saw, like, are you going to get on it? Like all excited and everything. I'm like, "No, dude, it's a carousel. Yeah. I mean, what's what
2: big- you, like 75. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, just, uh, not to. uh, talk crap or anything but uh dan the man actually did go on it yesterday what did he ride um i will tell you in a minute or maybe less
0: you know i i think that they did a fantastic job with the jesse and the sign and the the overall theme but again it's it's a so
1: all right, so here's the picture of uh, Dan on the uh,
0: big old Dan on a little blue dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
1: yeah, Dan went on it yesterday, uh, he was there with his kids, so they all got on that. But he doesn't um, look
0: like he's having fun.
1: Uh, he's like, "Why yeah.
0: am I on here? And
2: why are you taking my picture? Why, why are you taking my picture?" <laughs> uh, d- do a, do we uh, get a review of the ride from him in his email? Do you know?
1: Um, the 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 question will be is, uh did he send in an email
2: oh wow cuz i did
1: Slacking. forget i did forget oh you forgot to tell me we were recording i today. was going to before we started and i forgot
2: well he has time so uh tell him
1: hey we are hey we're recording right now recording right now and i forgot to tell you <laughs> but then again you guys know i forget everything
2: Hey, so that's crazy. That opened early on. Huh? What day was that supposed to open? It said April. Oh, it just said April. It said April. Well, it's April.
1: Yeah, well, it opened before April. <laughs> what day
2: did it open? Friday? Uh, Thursday or Friday. Oh, that's interesting. I no. was there on Friday, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, now I was that's, there on Friday. Now, that's called opening ahead of schedule. There you go. Yes. That's it's, opening ahead of schedule. because you no said fanfare. Because you said April and it's open in March. Don't say... Well, we told you September, and then say June, July, but you never said September, and then open in June, July. Hey, so uh, another piece of Pixar Pier is finally open. Just another few months, and uh, it'll maybe it'll finally be open. Maybe by the time Galaxy's Edge is done, all of Pixar Pier will be open. I <laughs> uh, don't hold your breath. I know I'm not because we haven't heard nothing about when uh, when Inside Out is supposed to open. Well, so. I went on the uh, incredible Coast- September.
1: I went. I went on credit coaster when I was there with the family, and uh, I looked down in that area, and all you can see is just flat land. N- maybe some sort of foundation. Not sure. So they haven't even started I it haven't yet? seen anything. Wow. Started there.
2: Okay. Uh, Christmas. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see.
1: But hey, we also got some news of a new attraction coming to DCA, or is it
2: new? Well, it's new for us. It's new for anybody who has never been to uh Magic Kingdom in Florida since 2003. <laughs> you know what I like about this? What? Donald, Donald
1: Duck, Donald Duck. So we're talking about Mickey's Philhar Magic as we'll be premiering over in DCA in
2: April. <laughs> you know when I saw this and I saw Donald, I got excited and I was thinking it was going to be something like based on like math magic land or something like that. Cause you know how much I oh, like yes. Man. so I was like, "Ooh, that's cool." But then I was like, "Ooh, it's cool, still cool. It's like phantasmic with with Donald."
1: So uh, what was it last week or a couple weeks ago? You were saying, "Oh yeah," cause we we're talking about you're doing the Dumbo sneak peek in the Lincoln Theater, and like, why are they doing it there? Why not over at the Sunset Showcase Theater? Yeah, for
2: a couple months now, we've been talking about how when uh, what was the last thing that was in? Uh, oh, the uh, the Wreck It Ralph. Was in Tomorrowland. Not Ralph. uh, The one that was in Sunset Showcase. That
1: was uh, the um, Nutcracker.
2: Nutcracker. When the Nutcracker ended, you know, there was nothing in there and they'd just been working on it. We couldn't figure out how come, well, how come they didn't put, how come they went over to Disneyland and they put the ones over at, uh, you know, Tomorrowland. And then, you know, of course we know that Bugs, Bugs, uh, uh, the Bugs Land theaters closed. So, we were just wondering what was going on, and then you know now we get our answer that I obviously been working on the inside, because uh, instead of just being like a half-ass uh, remodel like they've done with the thing everything since they took Muppets out, because presumably there's probably still was Muppets parts in there somewhere. All of the Muppets stuff was in there still. The orchestra,
1: the penguin orchestra was in there, and the
2: and well even the stuff in that. the uh, antechamber, the 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 uh, the prep room before you go into the theater. You had to figure that that was stuff. Stuff was still in there because when we would go in there, and there'd be like costumes or something, there would just be like black drapery right, right. all around, so you could see that the stuff was probably still on the walls. But you have to figure that now they finally are probably because we're getting no time for. First of all, what? Do, how long do we think this is going to be here? Do you think this is something that's going to be for a while? I'm going to say yes, it will be here for a while. So I'm guessing the same. I think that. Uh, They're definitely changing the whole inside and that hopefully it's going to be done proper and it's going to be like its own attraction, like back to when it was Muppets. Now, uh, some history on this that uh, when I mentioned it, I was told, oh, I've been on that. I'm like, oh, interesting. So uh, it's then I looked and oh, it's been in the Magic Kingdom in Florida since what? 2003? Oh, so you're giving us an old attraction again. That's nice. So, but I haven't heard anything bad about it. I, everybody that I've heard, Tim, said it's good. So
1: this is going to be a 3D mu- uh, movie musical when um, Anthony did mention Donald Duck in there. And, of course, on the picture, has has uh, Donald popping out of the screen. looks really cool. Uh, music uh, sequences from Beauty and the Bees, A Little Mermaid uh, to Peter Pan and Aladdin. Now, as uh, Anthony mentioned, Tim has seen this in Florida.
0: Yeah, I saw it both times I was there. Multiple times, each like two or three times each trip, because it was just so so good. Uh, In Florida, you start with one screen in front of you. It's like uh, you know, it's got the red drapery, so to speak. Um, and then that opens up, and then at some point during the show, almost with before you're even able to notice that it's happening. The red drapes to the side of the screen also open up, and you've basically got a giant triple panoramic screen. It's almost like a
2: half-circle vision,
0: uh, one-third circle vision, more so. But yeah, pretty oh, okay. Uh, so, because of that, it's kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? It's really mind-blowing. And of course, we
2: do know that that theater does have screens on the side because of the way that Muppets was designed with the interactive uh, size of the theater. So it may not be exactly like what you saw, but it's still going to be a step up from, you said that the one in uh, Tokyo Uh, or Paris Paris does not have three screens. screens, So uh, it definitely sounds like we're going to get someplace in between that.
0: I just am glad that it's here. The music's great. The story's really fun. You know, I'm a big Donald lover. You know, I love Mickey, but I also love Donald. He's probably the funniest of the of the fab five i mean goofy and donald pretty much uh on equal footing there but i i prefer donald myself you know i mean the story i'm not ruining everybody's gonna see it the story is basically that he he like picks up mickey's sorcerer hat and starts to try to i want to be the conductor and things go you know uh, surprisingly horrible <laughs> oh really now real, real quick question uh,
1: we know that Donald has a temper issue. And yes, gets very smashed. much so. Who's
0: worse, Donald or Anthony? Uh, definitely Anthony. <laughs> uh, Donald is, um, how do we say, like, <laughs> Donald is, uh, you know, beloved and cute when he freaks out. Oh, look, Donald's mad. Um, Anthony's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's going on no. You know, they call it Mickey's fill her magic because really you're going in to see Mickey's show, and then Mickey's like, I'll be right back. You know, oh, I'll be right back. You know? And then Donald, like, oh, look, I'm going to be sneaky. I'm going to put on, let me see what I can do. Uh, and then it's. Okay.
2: So it's like a misleading name regardless. It I is very out. much. Mickey's now, only uh, in the very beginning and the very end. Now, <laughs> I have a question that uh, this refers to it as 3D. The one in Florida is referred to as being 4d maybe that's because of. does uh, the one in Florida have more movement than what this theater is capable of or because usually that's what the 40 refers to is the is the uh, movement the movement and the lights and the water and stuff like that now we know that that theater is obviously capable of those things but is the one in Florida have more than what this one's capable of is that why they're not referring to it as 40 I you think, think they
0: built this theater in Florida for this show Right. Uh, well, yeah, that's obvious. So the version here... Well, no,
2: actually it wasn't. It took over for another show when I was doing my research. It took over for another show. You remember what that is? No, but it took over for another show. Huh. But,
0: they, they may mean... have they may have gutted it and like did a you ref- Like what yeah, they're doing yeah, now. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So,
2: the, the building was redesigned specifically for the show. For the Let's show. say yeah, that's that way, yes. yeah, And mean. presumably so is this one. But they still have to do work with what they have.
0: So either there's less... Movement stuff going on in the Sunset Theater, right? Or that was the only. Or thing. the fact that it won't have a triple screen as the four D.
2: Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Even though we know that they could do projections on the sides, it may not be it's equipped not to like do a full projection. It's it may like not be equipped areas. to do full projections because we have seen during some of the previews that they've shown. Because not only during Muppets did they have the projection of the actual theater onto yeah. the side, but during some of the previews. We've seen, like, uh, in a certain uh, preview where there's, like, water or something, there'll be water
0: splashing up. Right. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What yeah. date does this open, Diggs? April. Just April? Yes. It doesn't say, like, the 12th 3rd, or whatever? Obviously, because I just said it said April. Uh-huh. Well, so i the edge of my seat.
1: Real quick, uh, this uh, replaced The Legend of the Lion
2: King. Oh, that's what it was. Oh. In Florida. And so actually, I, I think I that went re- there I think, during that, and I think that actually replaced yeah. something else. So I think this was already
0: like the third thing in that theater. But it's been—I mean, this thing's ran sixteen it's still years. Still going. Yeah, yeah,
1: it replaced Mickey Mouse Review. And, yeah, that was it. And uh, Magic Journeys. Now you oh, said there you, that,
0: go. you said it was two thousand three that this was started in Florida. Yes, and that was the first year that I went. So I was there in October or end of September to early October '03, and I was there during their like birthday but that was like the last day this opened on october 8th of 2003 oh wow so we saw it then this first we saw it then the that very first few days without realizing it because there wasn't much of a line i must have been on a saw or maybe a soft opening that we that we saw it during and then actually no i've been three times to florida so we so i saw it twice during the next visit or three times and i saw it at least twice with elizabeth the last time
1: so, yeah, this is gonna open in uh, sometime this month. There's no uh date on that. We can probably expect some soft openings, and uh we'll see how that goes. all right, so yeah, I was on the parks on Friday just uh went just to go hang out and chill and everything like that and uh before I left my house, I got the word that uh Disney decided to release some Dumbo items. yep, one was a popcorn holder they say bucket but was not a bucket and uh, the other was a sipper with a dumbbell sipper so basically it was a KC Junior train and you have to buy both of them the sipper was 18 and the popcorn holder was 17 and of course you put them together and you make a train now i was uh what's the
2: quality like on them are they like really good? i have
0: some information about that you know i took a picture of the side of the box <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well, skip that part.
0: Uh, nonetheless, they're a small run, at least for here. It's, it was about five thousand pieces per per uh, thing. It's a different manufacturer than they've been using recently. This company is called Intech Index Productions. The previous company is called Whirly Drinks. Uh, I have an opinion about that. Whirly Drinks, I think two things happened. One or two. One of two things happened. One, they just couldn't reach the the production goal. They couldn't get them made in time for the release date. Uh, these are also in Hong Kong as of the same day, so that you know they at least fifteen thousand per. was Hong Kong, Florida, and Disneyland all got them. Uh, Florida was one day later. So the other thing that happened is that they've just screwed up those Mickey balloons things so bad that they Disney gave the contract to somebody else. And I think that's just as likely.
2: Can I uh, speak on the Mickey balloons thing real fast? That uh, you guys said those came and we went through like super quick, right? Did you get any?
0: The which ones?
2: The main the mini.
0: The minis are back today, <clears throat> but they were gone. We got two, and then like they come back as as of today.
2: Actually, have you noticed uh, yours or any others the uh, the white dots uh, being the paint being cracked?
0: have to look at it when i go home
2: okay make a point of that anybody who bought a mickey uh mini one of the balloon popcorn buckets make a note of whether your white paint is cracking because i went to property control they had over a dozen of them every single one of them the white paint was cracked like you know how paint cracks when it's like overexposed to the sun yeah They, they were all like that Interesting. And I'm guessing that that is uh, not only be, you know, with the issues that they had with the black and white uh, AP one that, you know, with so many being trashed because of damage that they probably lost out on more than, uh, or, you know, quite a percentage of the many ones because of the paint cracking damage. So uh, your theory about them changing companies because of issues with those last ones, its just another one of those things that I've been meaning to Tell you guys about that I thought was very very uh, interesting. Well, you
0: know, Whirly screwed up in the past. Especially if
2: you're saying that the minis are back now. Yeah.
0: The Whirly, Whirly screwed up in the past. There was a vampire bucket that they did a second paint job on. They did, and there was huge amounts of overspray, drip, full on drips coming down and stuff.
2: Oh, and those those you're talking about the vampire Mickey with yeah. the, with like this, yeah, and that one the paint cracked off uh, the gloves. Just, just uh, yeah,
0: just flaked off. Yeah, you know they. Got their act together a little bit since then, but maybe these three balloons all at the same time, pretty much, were too much for them to handle. Is it there the drip of the cracks? No,
2: but it's you see there is a like a flaw right there, right there in that one. Yeah, I don't see any cracking per se in these, but I do see a lot of flaws in the white paint.
0: Well, we. Anyways, we'll go back. I just think that it's very likely that Disney said, "Oh, you're not sure if you can do the thing. Well, you also screwed up major on this other deal, so you know, we're just going to give the contract to this other company." There's a ton cuz
2: yeah, cuz yeah, like I said, we had one of those uh, vampire Mickeys where the where the paint was just like not cracking, just like flaking off in huge chunks. Yeah.
0: Now, Elizabeth said she looked at a lot of the ones that were hanging to see she looked through them a lot and the trains at least and said that there's a little bit of overspray here and there. But
2: the thing with the trains, the the Dumbo stuff, years. it doesn't look like there's a lot of really paint. It looks like it's actually all different colored plastic, which is looks like it's probably led to uh, a lot of, uh, you know, improvement in quality control just because each piece is different color plastic. Rather Not than... just
0: that, but the, the actual train smokestack removes from the train and it's a whistle that sounds like a choo choo whistle. I read that. And it's super cool. The quality overall in these things is one of the best quality I've seen from a from a U.S. bucket.
1: I would Santa. say that you can uh, give this to a little kid, a toddler to play with. and
0: yeah, it as an actual toy. It
1: will last for a while. So they're
2: gone already?
0: Uh, they were there today. They had some today. I know that uh, we had a couple friends of one of them, and uh, Brittany was there today, and she grabbed like one or two more for us. So um, if they're gone, I'm not surprised at all because, they again, they only had 5,000 production. One was... The train was like twenty-four times whatever number of boxes, and the uh, the Dumbo train trailer part was um, forty times whatever.
2: We don't care about your math, Tim.
0: It's whatever it is. uh, It's a small number for each park that got them. You know, they. I know it's actually a
2: really good looking set, and I actually kind of disappointed that I'm not going to get one. Now on price. And that I would have rather actually I told Rebecca that I would have rather had that than had the Mike and Soli uh pair.
0: Now on price. How much was the Mike and Soli set total? About $36. Probably 16 20. Yeah, Mike was
2: so, I believe 18 and Soli yeah, I was I think I not what you got with it. So yeah. yeah. I think mine No, 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 it was the Soli that Oh, I Solly's mean Soli's 20. I was the other way around. My uh Soli was 18. Was he 18 or was he 20 20? Bucks, I think it was 18. 20, 20. Okay, the mic I got for twelve because I just got it with a drink. So yeah, so like thirty two dollars then. Okay, 30, so thirty uh, four dollars. Yeah, thirty two dollars. These were
0: priced weird. The the what was it eighteen and seventeen? Is that what it was? Well, the bucket part with the train was seventeen dollars flat at all the popcorn stands, which or, is really, or which, the two stands that have. Which them.
2: seems cheap considering it's better than some of the buckets they've sold for more.
0: Right now the. Now, that came with a, a strap, the whistle, right. all this stuff. It's, it was twice the size of the other one almost, right? But well, almost twice the size, not quite. That's $17. Well, I, the, I see where you're going with this. The Dumbo but train with no lanyard. You
2: just answered your own question. As a
0: sipper, was $17 if you got it in Fantasyland near uh, Rose Tavern, Red Rose Tavern, if you got it with a Coke at... Or if you got it with a lemonade, or along the parade route in Fantasyland as a, with a lemonade, because they don't have cokes over there, it was eighteen dollars. So for them to charge the same or more for something that that just it didn't I'll, add up
2: for me. I'll tell you, I've been trying to imply that you've already answered your own questions because it's Dumbo. I mean, that's all that's all there knew, is to it. They, they probably knew, knew they
0: had a limited number and they were going to people were going to buy them no matter
2: what. No, that's all there is to it. The fact that it's Dumbo himself is the sipper. That's why they could charge more as opposed to the Casey Jr. train, which not as many people. I guarantee there's probably not even that many people who bought Casey Jr. and not gotten and didn't get Dumbo. Well, and I think that's, that's the other anybody, reason. That's
0: the other reason is because there's it's probably people
2: who bought Dumbo, but not Casey Jr., but there's probably very few people who bought Casey Junior. and not Dumbo. Would you Casey agree? Casey
0: Junior. is a standalone. The Dumbo looks stupid unless it's unconnected to the Casey Junior. Though. No, I disagree. I think they made them. I think there's people that are just. Dumbo
2: fans that would have just bought the
0: one. I'm not sure about that. I just know that the lines were pretty equal, right? Wouldn't you say? It was pretty much the same in both both for both popcorn and zippers.
1: Uh, when I went there, the the lemonade stand, frozen lemonade, lemonade, on the parade route was way longer than the, by uh, the tavern. Okay. I went to the tavern, and I got a, I got a drink, just yeah. a regular drink. So, so coke's I throat
2: mean, throat. and that zipper is pretty big. I mean, and the quality of it looks like, is it the same plastic as the Pluto popcorn bucket? It looks like it's, it's the same. It's a
0: different company, so it's a diff- all of it's different. Are you sure? Cause,
2: uh, are you sure that Pluto isn't made by that company? Because it seems, the quality seems, because that Pluto is still one of the best made popcorn buckets that
0: they've ever had if you have a pluto you can probably look inside and see who made it oh i would it's up it's up above i'm not gonna
2: get up there and get it but uh the, the just looking at the just looking at dumbo it looks like the same kind of plastic as the as the uh but uh anyways yeah it looks cool hopefully uh it comes back and that everybody who didn't get one can get one but otherwise if you did get one then good job Thank you. And speaking of Dumbo, hey, the movie came out. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I'll tell you what I liked about it. Oh, okay. And then I'll tell you what I did that I the what I didn't like. Okay. That's usually how reviews go, right? I guess so. Okay. Go ahead. No, we'll start with somebody else. Go ahead. Because you guys, I assume, both liked it and had no complaints.
1: Okay. I you know what I liked about it. I liked the effects of. Um, was it Dreamland? Was that what it was called? Right, Dreamland. Yes. That was pretty cool. I like the effects on that.
2: AKA uh, <clears throat> Disneyland, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah basically. And uh, I also like the um, the Death Star in there. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. You'll find out if you haven't seen it where the Death Star is in Dreamland.
0: I must have missed the Death Star. I somehow. must have missed
1: that too because there's actually a Death Star in there. All right, what else did I like about it? I mean, I liked it. I liked the story. It was pretty cool. Um I don't know what, I don't know about what I didn't like. I am curious to hear what you say, maybe if I agree or not. I mean, I I don't think it was the best movie in the world. It was cool. It was nice. It was uh I will say it's my least
2: favorite of all of the uh live action adaptations so far, and that just goes to say that I haven't seen I still have never seen Maleficent. Tim,
0: uh, you know,
2: we know you have I've... bias. Not as much bias as Elizabeth, but we know you have bias. Just... I really
0: liked it. I, it wasn't like I didn't leave going, oh, my God, that was so amazing. I need to go ten more times. Exactly. But I really thought it was amazing. I thought it wasn't super Tim Burton in the way that like it's almost overbearing. Sometimes his stuff is like super too much Tim Burton-esque. I thought it was right, right at the right level. I thought they did a great job expanding the original story. You know, for those people that haven't seen Dumbo or don't know the original story, it's the shortest Disney movie ever made. It's far less than an hour. It's like 52 minutes or something. Less than an hour, definitely. So it's, uh, I think, could even be as short as 48 minutes. And if you
2: take out the racism, it's probably like 39 minutes. Okay.
0: Well, (laughs) uh, you know, Dumbo in the original is pretty much a triumph over adversity situation. There's not really a villain that's you know there's the people that separate him from his mom but i you, think you're, you're talking not, about the original yeah, yeah the original even that part is is presented more as kind of a facts of life thing you know which they, was the
2: sign of the times because if you look at that coupled to stuff like bambi where it didn't really have a villain other than maybe the hunters who kill yeah spoilers the kill Bambi's mom you know you don't really have a it's set. same thing
0: but it's facts of life Hunters right. kill deer and the baby they don't kill baby deer though they only kill adult deer And that's why baby deer have to go through that situation. Same thing with Dumbo. You know, elephants are separated from their babies at a certain point in those circus-type situations. It's just again, it's a facts of life. But as with
2: both situations, both things still are wrong because hunting is wrong, and uh, the way animals are run in circuses was obviously wrong. So it's both a lesson. Both are a lesson on well, this is what happens to nature when man steps in.
0: I won't get into that. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh the story's very different. You know, they present movies today. There has to be a villain, there's gotta be a bad guy, there's gotta be good characters triumphing over evil characters, you know, something like that in every movie, in every reality show, in every uh you know, there's gotta be a, a goal of something they've gotta reach or whatever. So So Michael Keaton plays the bad guy, so to speak. You know he's a good guy, bad guy. He's the the guy that's running the competing Disneyland of uh, the East Coast, sort of. Dreamland. He's Bob Iger. He's yeah. He's uh, he's probably the the Disney of you know. He plays more of a Walt Disney type character. If Disney was
2: alive now and he was uh, evil and
0: uh... right. yeah, but he's all the evil one. He's gonna you know make promises that aren't really what they are, and you know he basically tries to spoilers. Just a bunch of stuff, and you know they got to go against him. So I thought it was well well done. And my really some of my favorite parts of the movie were the the Dreamland stuff because it's just such a cool cool thing. I mean, I would like to explore the area in a three D environment, not to ride the rides, but just to see what what all really is there because they. Well, I'm they, sure there's
2: a lot of Easter eggs in uh, Dreamland. They, uh, there's so many overhead shots of it that there's probably stuff that we can't see, attractions that we can't see. I that's mean, why I want
0: to explore it, yeah, because there's so much that you do. they go so quickly you can't see what it is. You know, There's a lot of stuff that doesn't you know make sense about what they did. You would think that they would want Dumbo to stay with his mother because that would make him want to fly in the circus, and everybody can make a bunch of money. But for some reason, they don't think that's what's going to happen.
2: Well, because it's part of the story, the original story, to separate from their mother, and they felt like they probably wanted to keep that. My turn is that uh, visually it was a beautiful movie. Incredible. The director of photography, whoever that was, I forgot to look that up. I don't know if it's somebody that Burton uses normally, but the uh, some amazing shots. Unfortunately, some of my favorite shots are in the trailers. Unfortunately, and I hate it when that happens. Uh, one of my favorite shots is, uh, you know, just some of the, the overhead, uh, whether they're boom or helicopter or uh, drone shots. Some of the overhead shots of like the fields. Uh, the shot from the very first trailer where it comes up and you see the the, the weather vane from the end of the movie. Uh, the shot of uh, Eva Green riding Dumbo. Uh, in this in the night sky. Uh, that's a great shot. Uh, visually, uh, the pink elephant sequence. Yeah, it was cool. Beautiful. That yeah, was cool. Uh, as far as Tim Burton goes, uh, it's 100% a Tim Burton movie. But then at the same time, it's completely off of what Tim Burton usually does that's because it's meant. not dark. Like Tim Burton usually t- tends to take things too dark, which is what I think most people who uh, were. Uh, ah, Tim Burton, I'm not even going to waste my time. It's because they thought he was going to turn super dark. It didn't actually turn super dark. Now, there is some dark. Once they get to Dreamland, there is a lot of darkness in Dreamland, but that's intentional, and that just shows... To show you that it's not a happy show place. show you <laughs> that difference between the, the, uh, the, you know, the family, quote-unquote, family-run uh, circus compared to the, the big conglomerate. And a lot of people are are saying that dreamland versus medici brothers is a whole like disney uh you know gobbling up fox and stuff like that i don't know why uh, if that is the case why disney would allow a joke like that to be that's silly because a, fox is already uh, it was already a
0: big conglomerate
2: uh, yeah i know that's the, that's the thing but i mean disney just does like to gobble up stuff and uh, dreamland as a metaphor for disney itself Seems a bit of a stretch to that a Disney would even allow that to be a, uh, even look like that could be a case. But well,
0: that's why I said that he was a Walt Disney esque type of character. Right, he's way more evil than Walt. No, but. no, totally evil. But in the way that he uh, had investors and he wasn't really the money guy. You know,
2: I'll get to Alan Arkin in a minute. Okay. The uh, I want to say that, uh, like I said. Uh, it's not as dark in most them overall as what a n- usual Tim Burton movie is, but it has that same uh, feeling of belonging that all Tim Burton movies have, going back to uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, stuff like that, where it's that original that n- needing some place of your own where you feel at home, family the idea of family and stuff like that. It's all stuff that goes all the way back, even later on with stuff like Big Fish and some of his great movies like that. are uh, You get that same kind of feeling from this. Uh, like I said, beautifully shot. The effects were good. Uh, sometimes I thought that uh, Dumbo looked too cartoony, but then at the same time, you can't really make a, a, uh, a an elephant that isn't really looking like an elephant anyways. You can't really avoid making it look cartoony so you almost might as well make it cartoony just for the sake that well we know that this is fake so might as well make it look like that so then it gave uh him the freedom to have Dumbo have more expression and things like that the music was phenomenal it was like that was the when I came out I I immediately got on Twitter and I saw somebody comment about the music and I said that it was basically my favorite part of the movie uh I mean, I've made no secret how much I love Danny uh, Danny Elfman uh, throughout the years. There's people that complain about Danny Elfman. I don't know why, because they're stupid, uh, and they're big, probably big ol' uh, uh, oingo-boingo haters, but they can go hate someplace else because the music for Dumbo is phenomenal. It's probably one of my favorite Danny Elfman uh, scores of all time right up there with uh, stuff like uh, Beetlejuice and Batman and things like that. But uh, obviously, speaking of Batman, we got a big... Uh, reunion between Michael Keane and Danny DeVito from uh, Batman Returns, uh, almost uh, with a reverse of roles that uh, Michael Keane's obviously playing the, ba- the baddie, and Danny DeVito is the, uh, you know, the kind of the good role. The, uh, I thought that Danny DeVito could have been used a little bit better but he's always great when he's on screen and uh it's all people complaining about Danny DeVito's performance but no matter what he always has this magic when he's on screen especially that scene in the field when uh Vander proposes to him nice. It's not happening not happening and that know? just that shot the whole shot that whole sequence is just beautifully shot and uh Danny DeVito just staring off into space and then you go into the dreamland and you're not sure if it if Danny DeVito for a second there, you're not sure if Danny DeVito's dreaming about what would happen if he joined and went to Dreamland, or whether it's actually happening. And until you you actually there's a few moments before I actually realize whether I don't know if you guys felt that way, that you guys thought that he might have been dreaming at first. Cause mm-hmm. Danny DeVito, he gives him the idea and then Danny DeVito's character is just Medici's just kind of staring off into the field. And then it switches to the shot of Dreamland and them the the big procession coming in. Right. There's a second second there where it makes it the the transition almost makes it seem like uh, Medici's dreaming that hmm. oh this is what's gonna happen if I join him. Oh. But then it actually ends up that that's in live because he actually okay. did join. I didn't him. get that, but that's what that I got sense. out of it. But yeah, I thought that uh, Eva Green was great using her real accent, which she usually doesn't get to do. That's her real French accent because she's french uh, obviously if you've seen like a dame to kill for or uh, casino royale royale and stuff like that it's not always her that's not her accent and this you actually get to hear her accent colin farrell surprisingly with a really great uh american uh kind of uh western accent colin farrell is just usually great all around whenever and i think he does a lot of carrying of the uh, the movie with his performance and uh, i thought he did really
0: well i mean he You loved him and hated him at the same time during this movie. There was parts where you were like, "Man, this guy's a jerk," right?
2: But then you get it at the same time. The shit that he's been through. I mean, war will change anybody and turn anybody into kind of a jerk.
0: So, coming back from war and realizing your world shattered. And uh, and I just
2: wanted to point out real quick, real real quick.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
2: I wanted to point out real quick that the uh, the daughter. People may not know this, but uh, she is the daughter of uh, Thandie Newton, who played Val in Solo. Oh, okay. The woman who gets killed on the train, who was partners with Beckett.
0: No, no, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that's just, her uh, daughter
2: in real life, and it's her first acting gig, and uh, so that's kind of cool. The uh, Now, uh, I'm just going to get right into the story was shit. The story had really no... The story uh, kind of went all over the place. So it kind of went one way. Oh, let me back it up real fast. I forgot I was going to mention Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin is always great. He was funny. Alan Arkin is amazing. Tell you can a, just throw a little me. a little like five-minute role for him, and he turns it into like... He should have been in the whole damn movie. It, because, it took me a
0: while yeah. to figure out who it was.
2: I can't remember who
0: it was. It's so, so dry... And just I kept seeing, sarcastic. Uh, I, kept,
2: <laughs> like... I kept imagining Peavy from uh, Rocketeer. Yeah, because uh, you know that's like one of my that and a few other things is like one of my favorite roles of his. And uh, I just kept seeing that. But uh, like, yeah, it's just like he was totally underused in that movie. But uh, like when he was there, he got it done. Even just sitting there in that on the couch by himself, he's like,
0: <laughs> you know who else I really liked that they used really well in here too. Let's get ready for Dumbo.
2: I was going to mention that that guy. I knew immediately that it was the actual uh, uh, boxing wrestling he, guy. Because He owns that. No and, one else uh, can use it, right? And uh, I just want to say that I thought it was interesting that he's the one who got to to quote the uh, racist crows because he said, "I ain't never seen. I've seen an elephant fly. I ain't never seen a horse fly. I seen a house fly." That hmm. he's the. He, oh, were you not paying attention?
0: I must he have got, missed that. That he, was a direct quote, but well,
2: yeah, that's the direct quote from the from the crows.
0: You're a crows.
2: I've seen that movie. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: I forgot to mention the uh, the snake charmer uh, was the uh, the assistant to the maharaja, the bad guy in uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh. In case he's you didn't recognize a ton him, he's been. On a ton uh, he was also uh, one of uh, Gandhi's right hand man in Gandhi. Uh, and he actually hasn't really done that much since then. But uh, he was very, uh, I recognized him immediately. Oh, he was in uh, Street Fighter. Oh, yeah, he was Dals- Dalsam in Don't Street Fighter. Seem. But But uh, those are his three main things since then
0: Yoke of Flame.
2: The. Uh, Yoke of okay, Fire. So getting back to the uh, story, which was, uh, to me, all over the place. Uh, they didn't really know, seem to know where they were going with the story from one minute to the next. Uh, even when once they get to dreamland, it's like, like you said, uh, there was no reason to separate, it was just for the sake of separating the mother. There was no reason to do it. Uh, just like all of a sudden, the mother being there in the uh, in the, the nightmare place just seemed like, oh, well, that's uh, that's convenient, right? It's just, uh, I'm just what gonna they say, they call right?
0: that a certain type of plot device, they call that where it allows the story to move forward, right? Without, it's not the MacGuffin, it's the uh, <clears throat> a stupid McGuffin. Call it that, too. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm just going to point out real fast that it's no surprise to me that the story of the movie was pro- kind of all over place and bad, because I will just point out, uh, this is the same guy who wrote the last two Bay Transformer movies. Uh, this is the same guy who wrote the Ring movies. Uh, this is the same guy who wrote uh, Reindeer Games with Ben Affleck. Affleck. Yeah, just uh, basically no surprise that the uh, the story was kind of eh. And uh, basically my only complaint, if you go into the movie not expecting much of a story and just kind of a fun, uh, visually pleasing movie, you will be pleased. But if you go in expecting some deep uh, story about uh, anything that is a straightforward story that just moves in, uh, along and goes where it's supposed to go, then you'll be disappointed.
0: I mean, but, again, uh, it's just for the movie. But the other thing that didn't make sense to me is the fact that I laughed because it's it's like at some point capturing Dumbo became more important than the whole theme park existing. Oh, <laughs> so right, it's, right. Like, it's like the priori- Their priorities were super screwed up, and the, the things just didn't quite add up. But
1: anyway, hey, I got um, the cinephotographer... photographer. Okay. It was Ben Davis. Okay. He did uh, three billboards, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh well. Doctor Strange. Oh. Captain Marvel.
0: Well, we know Doctor Strange was visually stunning. Yep. What Um, about and what about the director of photography? Is it the same guy? That is.
2: That's what he's talking about. And uh,
1: Avengers: Age of Ultron. So he's
2: not a uh, Dumbo or a Burton guy. Then he's a Disney guy. Disney guy. It's interesting. He's done a lot of other movies. Cool. Well I mean those are all movies that are visually stunning. So I mean <laughs> he also did kick ass. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't call that a visually stunning movie, but I'm sure it was it was well shot. Was, yeah. So yeah, I mean overall, like I said, uh Dumbo was beautiful. It had beautiful sound. Uh the acting was fine. It's just the, the the story seemed to be all over the place and didn't really seem to go in and it had a lot of things that like you like you've pointed out. Despite getting mostly favorable reviews from what I've seen, which has actually kind of surprised me, especially since I was kind of going into it with low expectations, it didn't do very well. It actually is the worst opening for a live-action adaptation of all of them, including uh, going all the way back to Maleficent, and uh, including even, I think, Pete's Dragon. It's the lowest opening of any of the live-action adaptations. Uh, I think, what was it, 47. I think is what it, what it did Something like that. Uh well it was either 47 or 60 something. I know that it needs to do well overseas to hit budget. Uh, I believe the budget was 120 120 million. I uh, so it needs to do well overseas. It needs to do well overseas to hit budget or else it will be a disaster and uh it may cause Disney to reevaluate which uh adaptations become theatrical releases later on since obviously we know that they have certain adaptations like lady and the tramp that have already been earmarked for disney plus release this may give them, that won't have a budget. this gave like that. no no but this may give them pause to give too high of a budget to anything that may not necessarily uh do well And that it would just be straight to Disney Plus things like Lady and the Tramp is what I'm getting at. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see. I mean, they may give him, uh, because it's Burton, they may give him a little bit more leeway. Uh, Like I said, also, hopefully it does well overseas. And it will at least make up for it over there. And maybe it might even get some uh, second word of mouth. And uh, you might get some, uh, at least kids that might get... parents taking it to see it on second weekend.
0: So. I hope so, but you know if this bombs, we've talked about this before, but if this bombs, it'll be totally in line with a with Disney movies I liked just fine. I thought they were great and no one else liked them. Tomorrowland, John Carter, and now Dumbo, uh Pete's Dragon. Again, I thought Pete's Dragon was great. I liked it a lot.
2: And the bad thing about that is that we know from experience with particularly Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland's not doing well. Basically killed Tron Three. Yeah. So which is uh, stupid because Tron Legacy of, did just fine. Which is yeah, and that's <laughs> the kind of things that unfortunately one movie can affect other movies in that sort of way, even though they're not really connected. It's just the kind of that kind of concept. That's movies. infuriating because so, Tron Three
0: in no way connects to Tomorrowland, other than the fact that they're both sci-fi. That's it. Well, the they're only they're, they're it concept connect. films, yeah. But, but the
2: uh the nice thing is that we do have Disney Plus so it does give the option that if it's something that they don't see as being a theatrical release, it can get maybe a smaller budget, or maybe even still a decent budget and still get on Disney Plus. So, no, I have some. I mean, I would even think, venture to say that Dumbo at 120 million budget may have been uh, originally conceived as a uh, Disney Plus release, but only the only thing that got it into the theaters was Tim Burton. It said it did 45 million. Okay, so I was close the first time. Yeah. So forty five. Uh so and it's not even halfway to the budget, so it needs to do really well overseas.
0: I had some thoughts about these that I some things I haven't considered before. Uh this they're really blowing their load on these remakes in in a way that they're putting them out there so fast that I think it's detrimental. They should have released them a little bit more like they released these films in the late eighties, early nineties. Not Dumbo necessarily, but you know, they could have done two in the whole year, but how many of these are we gonna have this year?
2: Can I just stop you so that I can agree with you?
0: Yeah. Because if you think about it, we are getting
2: Dumbo, Aladdin, and, and Lion, Lion King, King all this year. And I all would this summer I would agree that and only I the only reason I agree, I don't care. I don't mind. The only reason, though, I say is for the same reason that we get the people saying that we have Star Wars fatigue and the people that we got Marvel fatigue. For the same type of people that that shit is for the same people who there's people out there that don't even, that flat out think that the remake things is, are dumb. Even the best made ones like like uh, like uh, Jungle Beauty and Book Beauty and the Beast, and and the Book, Beast yeah. is, I think, one of the best made ones, but it's also one of the most panned ones yeah. by uh certain people because they just flat out refuse that think the whole remake thing is just cash grab. And that's all they think about in their head rather than just saying, well, why don't I just go try and enjoy it as a normal person? They automatically have that. Well, it's all crash grab. So I'm just gonna be so mad.
0: I'm gonna be mad about everything. Now, if they'd done, like I said, beauty and the beast was a couple years ago. And didn't jungle book came out the same year.
2: No, the year after.
0: Okay. If they'd paste them more like that, and you have one big release, like Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Aladdin-type movie, Little Mermaid, that's being released once a year, or at the most, once every couple of years, and then one other smaller Disney film, you know, like uh, Dumbo, for instance, older something that's maybe in that same year or on actually, the other. Actually, I remember
2: year. we got four, because there's actually the Maleficent yeah. uh, sequels at the end of this year, because we just had that thing about... Now, we do know, based on what I'm just about to mention about the whole Maleficent being moved up thing, we do know that they're probably squeezed in so many this year because of Disney+. Plus, and they wanted to have them all in there at launch. Okay. So that maybe this year may be an anomaly for the live-action adaptations coming out like gangbusters. And we may go back to starting in 2020, or at least by 2021, back to maybe like one... Every couple of years, or one a year at least, or something like that.
0: You're right, though. It's that's the only thing that makes sense. Is they're they're loading the gun, so to speak, for Disney Plus.
2: All right. So speaking of box office and movie that is doing well, and I will continue to talk about. it. In <laughs> no, actually, this will probably be the last time because this is the big milestone. And some people say, "Well, these movies have made it." Blah 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 blah. Whatever. It's still a milestone. Captain Marvel has hit the $1 billion mark as of today. Today is Monday, April 1st. That is no April Fool's joke. We have actually gone through this uh, podcast without doing any April Fool's jokes, but because it wouldn't matter because when you hear this, it will not be April Fool's. Right. Uh, the April Fool's is, if anything, uh, we told Tim a bunch of stuff that's not true, but he just has
0: to figure out which one it is. <laughs> At some point in the last couple of years, you've told me untrue things. And no, I've been, today. Today. <laughs> so it's on the podcast, but I have to just figure out which one. Yes. Oh no,
2: I'm not saying it's on the podcast. It could have been before the podcast.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, was it that Batman had 80 covers? No, that was actually true. <laughs> I have no the, idea. Uh, just tell me or I won't care.
2: Captain Marvel has crossed the one billion mark today. As I said, April first, it is now uh, one of uh, whatever it is, ten movies, thirty-seven. I think it's. Oh, maybe it's not. I don't know how many movies it is. There's only been, a, a, like, a handful of movies that have hit across one billion. Uh, people will point out that some stupid stuff like uh, some one of the Transformers movies crossed one billion, but that's because it did really well overseas. Uh, oh, there's a Fast and the Furious that has been over one billion, but once again, overseas, uh, since those do really well in China. Big in China. Because of the cars. Yes, yeah, because of cars. Now, uh if you did still no matter what if you still look at it in percentage of uh equality between overseas and domestic uh it still proves that as far as a 1 billion dollar movie uh it is totally a, a legit and uh, despite what you know all the uh the haters moving on the tv uh, i don't know if uh did you guys watch uh, Zack and Cody? Yes. No.
1: Oh, I know you're talking about now.
2: Do you guys uh, remember uh, London?
1: After Midnight? Oh, no, that was a
2: gothic band. Is that where
0: the bridge is falling down? Yes, I know what you're talking about.
2: Uh, there was a character in uh, Zack and Cody, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, named London. Uh, she was played by actress Brenda Song. Mm. And she is returning to the Disney Channel after uh, many years, but uh, in voice only to be a 13 year old named Anne. Boon Chewy. <laughs> she is an independent and fearless teen who is magically transported to the fantastical world of Amphibia. It is a rural marshland full of frog people. Amphibia comes from creator and executive producer Matt Braley, who is apparently an Annie Award winner.
0: I mean, listen, there are just not enough shows about frogs, so.
2: You know, Exactly. Uh, That will be premiering this summer on Disney Channel and Disney
0: Now. Here's my question. What other types of animals other than frogs are amphibians? Salamanders. Will they be represented in the show? Probably. All right, so moving from TV
2: to movies, uh, we've been talking about uh, what could possibly be part of uh, Phase 4 of the MCU coming up after Endgame. And, of course, we know that it will start with uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. But uh, some of the, the rumored stuff that we had mentioned was the uh, possible Black Widow prequel. And then I had mentioned something called The Eternals. Well, that is moving forward, obviously. We don't have really have any details on it other than as far as when it could be. We'll probably hear about that at most likely D23 or Star or uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, that movie will be directed by Chloe Zhao. They are known for something called The Writer and Songs My Brother Taught Me. They are probably some indie stuff I've never heard of, but I'm sure if anybody has heard of those, they could email us mousepire at gmail.com and tell us all about it. They were attached in September to direct that, and uh, we got a announcement of some possible casting that Angelina Jolie of the aforementioned Maleficent is in talks to star in, in The Eternals, which, of course, would be other than maybe uh, Laura Croft. Other than maybe Laura Croft would be uh, Angelina Jolie's forced foray into a superhero. Uh, I'm sure there's people out there, uh, boys out there who think that uh, Laura Croft is a superhero. but uh,
0: She's more of like an Indiana Jones type character. Yeah, some
2: people probably see Indiana Jones as a superhero. I don't know. It's each of their own. Now, uh, we don't know who she may be going for. A lot of people are predicting that she might be playing a character named Cersei. I don't really know much about these characters. Uh, it's not one of my forays as far as knowledge of, of a comic book knowledge of Marvel. Uh, they don't want know much about the Eternals, but I know Cersei is a major character with the Eternals and also is a major character later on with the X-Men, so it's possible that this could be Uh, I have heard mentions that the Eternals could be our bridge to the X-Men and, more specifically, mutants coming to the MCU. Uh, And this uh, does expand that possibilities if she does end up playing Cersei specifically that uh, we'll just
0: have to wait and see. She's got to do something before she gets too old to play a superhero. She's almost there.
2: Well, I wouldn't even I wouldn't necessarily say that because I mean there's plenty of superheroes in the Marvel universe that are old, so that are older. So, you just have, there's all kinds of roles to be played, I mean, so.
0: I mean, even if this is not like a well-known comic book franchise, I mean, that doesn't Well, it, this could be matter. the... Ne- Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't right. this either.
2: Is, this is, we're looking at basically this is probably this is the next Guardians of the Galaxy in the MCU is going to be the Eternals. They wanted it to be the Inhumans, but then that was received so poorly on Shield that they decided to cancel that, and then just do that stupid uh, mini series that they did. So uh, this is the next uh, possibility of hopefully the uh, you know writing that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy wave. Hey, so I was telling you guys uh, last week about uh, Emmy nominations and that. The uh, that DuckTales had not been nominated for a couple Emmys, and uh, that I had mentioned that Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure had been nominated for an Emmy, but I did not have details on that. I do have now have details that it was also nominated in the uh, Outstanding Casting category along with DuckTales, so it is going up against DuckTales in that mm-hmm. casting category. But it did already in one of those at a ceremony previously uh, conducted. Prior prior to the actual awards. Yes, one of those type of things. Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure has already won an Emmy for outstanding production design and for outstanding background design. Which I 100% agree with because Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure does have really, really pretty, uh, nicely painted uh, backgrounds.
0: It's animated.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah. Do you, have you not heard of the show? I mean, I've heard of it. I haven't
0: watched it. It's already
2: like on season three. I haven't watched it. You should. It's really good.
0: Alrighty then. I'll, I'll uh, show Elizabeth. She likes that stuff a little bit more. I mean, Rapun- I mean, the Tangled is one of my favorite modern Disney movies. Pro- well, I'm probably. I'm surprised. I've
2: never, I never even saw Tangled, and yet I got into the show. All right. So, uh, finally, we have some uh, other than, well, obviously, we always have Galaxy's Edge news nowadays, but uh, we have some. News just coming out short of uh, Star Wars Celebration, which incidentally is next week. So be ready. Uh, I know that we will be taking a... I know this hasn't been mentioned. We will be taking a break. We are going on spring break. Yeah, we're going on a spring break and we will be taking a break next week uh, not having a podcast. But we will be back the week after on... Wednesday. The, oh, Wednesday. Oh, we're recording on Wednesday, the 17th. We'll yes. be recording.
0: Which means you guys will probably hear the show on the 19th, right?
2: Right. Or something like that. And that will be the big, big, big wrap-up of Star Wars Celebration, including, most likely, first trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine, title for Star Wars Episode Nine, first first trailer for Mandalorian, more information about stuff coming to the Disney Plus for Star Wars and all sorts of cool stuff coming next weekend at Star Wars Celebration and coming to your ear holes <laughs> the week after on the uh, week of the uh, 17th for... When we have our next podcast, but we got some early news that uh, interestingly that made people mad because they have hearing issues or something. Huh? Uh, I mean, I I I, I get it if people have hearing issues, but I mean, you know, just it's you know people always have to have something to complain about, and then there was something else they complained about, which I'll Uh, Star Wars books, a.k.a. Del Rey announced that they would be coming out with uh, Star Wars Dooku Jedi Lost. And it will be their first audio original story. So it's not going to be a book. It's going to be like an audio drama where all the different roles are going to be played by different people. And uh, it's going to be about uh, Count Dooku. And it's going to be also about uh, Asajj Ventress who was seen in uh, Star Wars Clone Wars and actually even originally in the, uh, the uh, Gendi Clone Wars series that came out before uh, Revenge of the Sith. And it will be following her as she delves into the mysterious past of Count Dooku. Uh, Apparently, through uh, channels, it has been revealed that, uh, which is interesting because it was kind of a joke leading up to this uh, about uh, whether Count Dooku had her first name. Uh, Apparently, we will find out his first name and hopefully it won't be Sheev.
0: It's probably something like Larry.
2: Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Now, uh, this is... Ronaldo, maybe, like... Uh, this is going to be re- this is being written by Kevin Scott, who is well known for uh, the people who read Star Wars comics, as somebody who uh, uh, writes some of the Star Wars comics, mm-hmm. and strangely enough, may be well known to uh, people who uh, read uh, Doctor Who books because he has written quite a few Doctor Who uh,
0: novels and audiobooks. Do you think being an audio drama, there'll be some sort of you read a lot of you listen to a lot of Do so you I, think there'll be a narrator and then dialogue.
2: Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, the whole cast list has been announced and it is all like a, a who's who of people who read audiobooks. Uh, at least four of the people that are in the cast are people who have previously read some sort of Star Wars audiobook before, uh, whether it's the, uh, whether it's Jonathan Davis, not the one from Corn or uh, you know some other people. Now, uh, I mentioned there was some controversy about the casting. I I really think it's really dumb. The, uh, yeah, Jonathan Davis, Mark Thompson, January Lavoie, and Saskia Marleveld, they have all read uh, Star Wars books previously. And I assume all these other people are, uh, you know, veterans of uh, audiobook readings. Uh, But it was, you know, because Star Wars fans have to have something to complain about uh, or else their brains will explode. Uh, I just kept saying, oh, well, how come it's not the actual actors from Clone Wars or how come it's these nobodies, a bunch of nobodies? And how come we're not getting these voices, blah, 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 Uh, to which I'm like, well, they're not nobodies. If you actually listen to audiobooks, because like I said, I know who four of these people are. I mean,
0: they're targeting the audiobook world, not so much the... Yeah, and um, I
2: I posit to them, uh, Count Dooku is voiced by Corey Burton. Larry. Who is a super well-known voice actor. Uh, People just off the top of my head, you may know him as... uh, You may know him as... uh, If you ever watched any superman or justice league you may know him as the voice of brainiac for from all of those uh you may know him as the voice of yin sid from mickey and the magical map at disneyland uh you may also know him as the voice of count dooku on star wars the clone wars uh but he is a well-known voice actor who has things to do and his time is money and uh he may just not have time for something like this and that goes for just about any voice actor who uh you know, you makes money off of doing actual like shows and stuff and not a five-hour audio drama. So the fact that you would expect people who are normally making money for doing more voice acting to have the time to do something like this when it, I'm sure for Delray it was much easier just to gather up a bunch of uh, normal audiobook actors that they use frequently, that's just selfish and really, really dumb. I mean, wouldn't you agree, as somebody who has really has no, like, stake in any of it? I mean, doesn't that sound like just stupid? I mean, it just seems like it's more, makes more sense that that's what they would do.
1: Well, a lot of times there's like, you know, projects come up and you just can't, you know, you don't have the time to do it, and they're not gonna. You know, whoever's doing the project is not going to have time to wait for you to not, you know, do. If you're doing something else and you can't do it right now, they're not going to hold up production because you can't do it. So if they have to go another
2: route, then they go another route. I mean, especially, and you look at this is a the, it, the cast list is twelve, twelve different characters, but only four of them are established as have would have had established voices. So you're really Just complaining about Dooku and Asajj Ventress. One of the other voices is Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, They got very lucky that they were able to get Liam Neeson to voice Qui-Gon Jinn for two episodes of Clone Wars at the very, 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 very end of the series. To really think that they're going to be able to get Liam Neeson to do an audio drama you must be stupid <laughs> and you must be smoking something that you're it's not sharing. way too big a deal for that. So, I mean, that's Liam Neeson. Like I said, Corey Burton is kind of a big deal when it comes to voice acting. So just, I mean, for people, that's just, that's just privilege. That's just really like privileged and gatekeeper keepery. I mean, and this is coming from people who like complain about gatekeepers. You're just being the same kind of person. And it's just, that's really the kind of thing that I'm really getting tired of in Star Wars fandom is the people that, Gatekeep, or that complain about the gatekeepers, but then they turn around and they gatekeep by complaining about something like this the same way. And it's just really, really annoying. Now, for your average listener, you want to explain what a gatekeeper is? From Ghostbuster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you were the key master, you would know that. <laughs> so this goes on sale. It's already on pre-sale on uh, Audible. Uh, it comes out on April 30th. Uh, I will definitely be getting it. For those uh, people who like audiobooks out there, stay tuned for that. It's going to be cool. Is it time for the mail?
1: Yes, it is time for the mail. And our first email comes from Ricket Rachel. Her subject line is, it wasn't my fault, sir. Please, nice. please don't deactivate me. Hey, guys, as my subject line says, please don't fire me. I didn't send in an email last week, but you guys didn't say anything about it. So I guess it's not a big deal, as I thought it was. Not as much as if Dan doesn't send in an email this week. Though. Now we got some sad news here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And she says the reason that she didn't send it last week is because her grandmother
0: died. Oh. Uh, well. Well, that's incredibly sad. Uh, and you only get to use that excuse once. That better be true this time. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Don't say that. That's, no, that's pe- horrible. People have two grandparents. Well, that's true, too. Um, if you need somebody to talk to, feel free to reach out because that's horrible. I'm still not over my grandparents, and it's been a long time.
1: Same here. So uh, we are uh, sorry for your loss, and we're thinking about you, Rachel. She said that she took her mom to go see Captain Marvel so we can watch a badass lady kick some ass and forget our sadness. Good good choice. (laughs) It was awesome. She reminded me of early Thor in the beginning with no nonsense, straight face, and overall confusion. It's definitely in my top ten for Marvel movies. I'm not sure where, though. My one and two spots are Thor Ragnarok and Guardians 1.
0: Look at that, Anthony. Thor Ragnarok. Still hasn't watched it. I did. Just like last week? No, like three weeks ago. Well, you haven't told us what you thought. You didn't ask.
2: (laughs) All right, she
1: she says, oh, can we add... Deadpool to this now since he's Disney because that's in my top ten too. Anyway, it was a great movie. Go see it. Anthony. I, I lo- knew it. Okay, maybe you did. She says, I love Anastasia's two. Ignore those other two. I usually do. <laughs> the soundtrack was on repeat for us when it came out. Tim's stroller rumor came true. I happen to be... More excited about Disney becoming a non-smoking property. I hate cigarettes, and walking by the designated areas is awful. By smokers,
0: she's right, man. We walked by the, the the big smoking area in Disneyland Park this last Friday, and I, you know, from fifty feet away, you can smell the smoke. And I, I don't, oh, yeah. I didn't realize it was that bad because I don't usually walk that that area.
2: Well, the problem is, is that once they uh, just real fast. The problem is, is that once they Started eliminating smoking areas. It required everybody to go to the one, and it basically caused, you know, there to be so many people that the last few times I had walked by there, not only did you have the people in the section itself, but then you had people sitting on the benches across the way. Then you had people kind of like off, kind of yeah, filtering, if no, if no filtering to off sit. to the left and right of where it is, so that you get that much more smoke filtering than you would have normally had. Had they still had all the other smoking areas, uh, I mean, one of my least favorite ones was the one there on the dock on the river, because which I know was one of Michael's favorite, but that one it used to be one of my favorites when I smoked. That was one of the yeah when I when I smoked too. It was one of my favorites, but when I didn't smoke, it became well, one of the worst ones because that that air just filters so much. Yeah, but anyways, moving on.
1: She says, I know you'll complain about it, but I don't care. Meaning the smokers. Yeah. You should quit. It's bad for you. Yeah. On that note, bye, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, thank you for your email, Rachel. Uh, we are sorry for your loss. Yes. And, definitely. Uh, hey, if you need to reach out, you can uh, always email us and text us and all that stuff. Uh, no prayers, plenty of thoughts. All right. So our next email is from Dan the Mailman. Uh oh! Hey, you made it. It is ten twenty-two right now, and it came in at ten nineteen. <laughs> hey,
2: all right! Look at that! Look at that! And uh, by the skin hey, of your teeth, I will. I will say that considering the amount of times we've, uh, which has only been like two or three, that we've had to wait for him, at least he got it in right on. Time. I just
1: want to say, and we did. I'm going to leave it in that uh, I texted him that we were recording. I forgot to tell him. Mm-hmm. So uh, his uh, email is a book. Whoa. I'm going to let Tim read it. His subject line is strollers and ice
0: and smokes. Strollers and ice and everything nice. That's what I'm (laughs) saying. That's nothing nice about any of those things. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Dan goes on. He says, so whatever with the new rules, I'm sure you covered them to death. Why is no one talking about the real problem? Electric scooters. They're much bigger than strollers and always get in the way. Disney needs to end these. Can I long for the old, the good old days of just regular wheelchairs, which, in my opinion, are too much and they're too big too. Unfortunately, how could they get rid of those electric scooters now? Without having ADA issues, yeah,
1: yeah. Let me tell you a real quick story of a stroller or of a wheelchair. Uh, When I was there with family, we're sitting by Thunder Mountain because uh, some of them were on Thunder Mountain, so we're waiting for them. And there was these three people in wheelchairs going up. Going towards like galaxy's edge, and uh, so there's three people going up uh, that way. There was one person who literally got up, and she got up so she can walk it up. She got up wow. to walk it up, like in her sitting position, instead of basically getting off the, uh, the 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 wheelchair and maybe pushing it up the hill. She yes, did she really wow. need? A, did she really need one of those? No.
0: Okay. Not if you can do that exactly. He goes on, many, uh, anyway, made a return to the parks for Sunday or on Sunday. Finally got my AP button for food and wine, which I need to get myself. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, everyone, they offer, as far as I'm concerned, everyone, they offer something for free that I can get. I'm going to go take it because I paid for that with my pass. agreed. Uh, my son wanted to check out the new Jesse's critter carousel that just opened since he's a huge toy story fan. It's a cute ride. The weight was decent for a busy Sunday and the theming is pretty good. They must have been training that day since the ride before they actually stopped it, told some people where they could stand while it was in operation, and then continued to the ride. Captain Marvel backdrop was great, but the line was a little too long to wait for her next time. So made the trek to DL for Star Tours Fast Pass and then took up the train up took the train up to Main Street while in Tomorrowland. We had to wait for them to fuel up with biodiesel.
2: Can you pause right there for a second because I just want to mention something about the Captain Marvel uh, photo op that I don't know if everybody has noticed uh, there are crates behind uh, against the uh by the, the the hangar doors quote unquote hangar doors uh there is one crate that uh, says Stanley kind of stylized it's with letters and numbers, but you could tell it says Stanley and it has his birth and death date on it Ooh, you know, and then there is another crate. That has uh that says Captain Danvers on it in the same stylized, and it
0: has uh, Brie Larson's actual birth date on it. It's rare for Disney to put death dates on anything. Stan Lee's probably just important enough for them to right. They wouldn't. So. Let, they wouldn't let anybody put death dates on the uh, uh, or even two separate dates on any of the bricks when they sold those in the nineties. So uh,
2: just a or little uh, little Easter egg for people to look out for when they're over there at the uh, Captain Marvel
0: uh, photo op. So Dan had to wait for the train to be filled up with biodiesel, which doesn't happen very often. Whoa. Uh, This was interesting as they claim what comes out of the vats is converted to biodiesel and then used in the engines. Got to see the truck with the biodiesel fuel in it, and it actually has the Disneyland logo on it. Some there, So there's some truth to that story. Anyways, neat to see something you don't know about operationally. I agree. Uh, the Angels Dodgers game, TFTI. I always had t- <laughs> uh, I already had tickets for like two months. We all we always go to a couple of games a season with the school program, uh, and take the metro to the stadium since the line runs right to the line. The metro line runs right to the stadium. Uh, kids always ask about the Angels Dodgers game, but that train only runs on Friday nights, and it's never worked out to based on the schedule. This year, the the preseason game happened to be on spring break, so I booked that and the bus to finally get the kids to see the freeway series since it was a Monday and no one had to worry about the school the next day. If I can find a more reliable transportation from Riverside to Dodger Stadium, I'd consider it. Uh, still, Dan, we, next time there's a freeway series, include us. I believe uh, that's in July or June. June.
2: Uh, as long as it's Anaheim Stadium because uh, I don't want to get stabbed.
0: I'm good at either stadium. So Dan goes on to continue. He says, uh, that's enough rambling for now. Hopefully next week uh, get to do some egg hunting at the parks. Dan out. P.S. Giselle uh, really said she didn't like Into the Spider-Verse, but I don't think she was paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Cool.
1: Yeah, she uh, included us in a uh, text. Uh, basically, like, what, I am message, whatever, on, uh, on Instagram. And, she, yeah, she was saying that she really didn't uh, get it or something
0: like that. You I had another guy I know that likes comic book stuff, and he didn't like that movie for some reason. Uh, I don't know how, but. You didn't like which movie? Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, what? Yeah, exactly.
1: She said, my disinterest in this Spider-Man movie is off the
2: charts. Come on, guys. Wow. That's what her quote was in this am. Uh, I mean, I'd like to know what, why, but I mean, I could see people not
0: liking it because the style is weird. Too comic booky. Some people are into comic book adaptations, movies, et cetera, but, but they, they don't, don't like not, it look like it when it looks not, like an actual comic book. They're not into actual... I mean, it takes a certain kind of person to have the patience for an actual that comic that book. That
2: is what you call gatekeeper. <laughs> there you go. A gatekeeper is somebody who's not a comic book fan who tries to uh, gatekeep on comic book movies. Well, no, that's a type of gatekeeper. I didn't mean that's an actual gatekeeper, but that is an example of gatekeeping when somebody who, yeah, like what I just said. I'm just a geek keeper. There you go.
1: All right. Well, thank you for your email there, Dan, the mailman. I'm really glad that you got it in. And I'm sorry that I forgot to tell you that we were recording today and that we started early. But hey,. If uh, Dan can do that in uh, within, uh,
2: that's what could you call boss?
1: Yes. Well, if he can do that within a couple of minutes and whatever, he had a softball practice and then he had to go make a stop somewhere before he can uh, email it. Email us in, and uh, he still got it in on time. Then uh, you guys can do that too. So if you guys have any comments, questions, you have any uh, thoughts about the new ban on smoking and and uh, or strollers, wagons,
2: and ice, cubes. loose
0: ice. I'll, and
2: if you're going to try and email us uh, on the side of smoking, we don't care. All you have to do is email us. Mousepire at gmail.com. Email and us with whatever. On, I'll read it if, if he you're, doesn't. If you're on the side <laughs> of smoking, then you can email Tim only, and we'll be sure not to read it on the podcast. Okay. He can read it to himself.
0: Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties, or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs, buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons not in.
1: All right, it's going to do it for this episode of the Most Power Podcast. A hey, real quick uh, quick little update that uh, once again, over there, the, the little kiosk setup where uh, they have the times for the uh, attractions over at Disneyland Park. Uh, It's gone again. They moved that uh, area with the plaids over to, basically it looks like it's over where the ice cream cart, where the ice cream cart usually is when you enter uh, Adventureland. So to get your times for uh, the, the DAS Pass, you'll go head over there, and they can help you with your times for your attractions. There is no more of the board that tells you uh the wait times for the attractions so you have to use your disney app for that which then again that's what i do anyway and why wouldn't you but i guess they moved that for some reason maybe it's part of stardust i don't know i didn't go over there i just seen this real quick and also we, we forgot to mention that part of the stardust thing that's going on with all the changes come to the parks for uh easy pathways and everything for all the guests coming for Galaxy's Edge, they are going to be redoing the entrance to Adventureland. They're actually just going to take out that one little area that's holding, like that middle area. You know how you go to the right and you go through this little opening?
2: Yeah, the uh, they're going to take down the whole marquee and for uh, the Adventure to Adventureland. And there's two, uh, there's some bamboo like posts there that were added for uh, the opening of uh, Indiana Jones uh they were originally when the line came all the way out to the entrance to the, to adventure they had put those in so they can keep the line separated i don't know if you remember that's what those were for somewhat the uh because i actually remember being in that line and having to go through those <laughs> that day the day it opened. oh now i remember yes. <clears throat> and yes. that's how they kept the line separate over there was they just added those poles so that way they could say here's the line and then they put the added the rope to it i remember but uh so now, obviously, since they haven't had to use those in, like, 20 years, uh, more than that, that uh, they finally would take those out and so to open up that that way so that people weren't constantly trying to run into those things. Uh, now you'll have a full, full, wide entrance into uh, Adventureland. Now they can just figure out a way to widen the entrance into Frontierland.
1: Right. And uh, speaking of that, um the little pathway that connects Adventureland and uh, Frontierland is closed. Also for some, I don't even know what they're doing over there. So yeah, that's going to be uh, closed off for uh, for a while. We don't have a date on when they're going to be op- reopening that. So you will have to make your full uh, trip around April. Round. April.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, September. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, don't forget to get over there and uh, check out uh, Jesse's new carousel. She got a bunch of critters. So you got a bunch of critters that nobody knows about and uh, you can go ride them just like Dan did. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Dan didn't even talk about that in his email.
1: Uh, he did say he uh, went over there because his son wanted to run.
2: Yeah, I wanted course. a review of the ride. I wanted some exact. It, so goes, wanted, it, goes, around a, it about, goes around in circles. I want to know how much is the up and down. I want to know <laughs> how fast it's going. <laughs> music. What kind of music oh, yes, was playing? Yeah
1: yeah toy story there you go
2: all right well if you have any questions about anything that's coming up or uh if you guys uh, d- uh desperately to find out while we're on uh, spring break next week and not having a podcast or if you guys want to find out things as they're happening and you don't want to wait for the podcast when star wars celebration comes around make sure you're following all the social medias we are of course mousefire on facebook at MousePire on the Twitter and the Instagram, and just MousePire on the Snap, Snap, Snappy Chats.
1: Make sure you are, if you guys are on Snapchat, to follow, because I have been posting, and I actually posted a Snappy of the Jesse's Critter's Carrot Sale uh, when they was doing their soft opening, and you guys would have known it was open, and I didn't post anything on other social medias. I just did Check out dgpclothing.com and get your MousePire gear. I will be there in the parks on Friday, so I will be doing some Snappies there.
0: Snip, snippity, snoop. Dog. Yeah. I have a dog. I'm super excited.
1: Yeah, that was My name's
0: week. Chewy, and, like, I'm still super excited.
1: All right, you can follow me on Instagram, blue 1313 Also, follow Buttons by Digs on Instagram. There you see your button order going out. Check out com and get your Mouse Pirate gear. Help support the podcast. You can get your custom-made gear also and custom-made car decals. Put your uh, kids' little league Teams on there, numbers, whatever. Hey, All-Stars comes up in uh, July. So you can put their all-star numbers and names and team and all that kind of stuff. Also head over to patreon.com slash mousepire. Help support the podcast. Check out Michael the OG mail guy. $3 special. Can't buy your corn dog, but it can help us run the podcast. And don't forget to head over to YouTube. Check out the podcast there. All you have to do is search Mouse Power Podcast or hit the link over on our Facebook page. And subscribe, and you'll know when the new podcast is
2: out as soon as Tim can get to those.
0: Not me, the other Tim.
2: And until next time, remember, smoking is bad. Okay. Also, make your children walk, you heathens. So for Batman, Bender, Mr. Anderson, and Patrick Verona, I'm Anthony. I'm Tim. I'm Diggs.
1: Bye. Bye.
2: do not there is no try
0: no try blip bloppity bloop yeah blip bloppity bloop
1: this podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only audio sound bites and other clips are property of their copyright holders all original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com check out Mousepire.nothing. dot nothing i smell barbecue
0: I do too. Dumbo, nothing but Dumbo.
2: Na 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 na, na 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 na.
0: na. Hey, hey, hey,
2: hey, goodbye. goodbye.
0: What are you doing? I don't know. Is that what we're trying to? You didn't tell me what we were doing. I just thought we were all singing different songs. Nobody said that.
2: Oh, I'll be right back.